1: Plus. Tomorrow is the last day that you can vote in the California recall election to remove Gavin Newsom and maybe get someone else. Maybe it's Larry Elder. Maybe it's one of these other Democrats that are running. And there are many. There's a couple stories that are popping up and some statements from former President Trump that are causing alarm in one story from KTLA. People are saying that they went to go vote, but were told they already voted and would have to cast provisional ballots while well, they're pretty upset about this. Another video is going viral where someone's filming as they're being told, I'm sorry, it says you already voted and people are getting very upset about this. Well, it doesn't help then when Donald Trump comes out and says the whole thing's rigged. And I'll tell you why. It's demoralizing. And it's not demoralizing the left. They're laughing. They're calling Republicans and people on the right stupid. They're saying that they're dumb and they're, and they're suppressing their own votes. And you know what? This kind of rhetoric demoralizes people. So I t- I'll say I'll say right off the bat you got it. You got to take this stuff. You got to push it off to the side. Don't ignore it completely. You know, we, we should figure out why these mistakes or whatever happened happened. Maybe there's some malintent. We don't know. But at the very least, do not let it demoralize you and make sure whatever you believe and whatever you want to do, you go out and you vote. You tell your friends to do it. You go talk to friends, family, knock on doors, and don't let the news stop you from engaging in your civic duties. So we're going to talk about all this stuff. Boy, do we got a lot of news! Apparently, they're, the, the U.S. government's not going to give like something what was like sixty-four million dollars to Afghanistan, <clears throat> the Taliban, and that'll be really I don't know awful. So we'll get into that. We are being joined today by Dan Holloway of Drinking Bros. Nice to be here. Yeah, you want to just introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, I'm Dan Holloway of Drinking Bros.
3: Nice. nice, that was, that was easy. Yeah, I'm, right. just I'm like, I'm going to drink some water while you. <laughs> I knew that, that. I knew you were trying to stall, so I was trying to stall. <laughs> just give you the business. Uh, <laughs> now it's it's good to be here. I agree with you though. If if voting is is that important to get that upset about, and I I think the presumption is that that's correct, right? We all think that voting is important. Absolutely. Then it's important to continue to push through, regardless of what you think may be happening. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about it now. Hmm. The courts may be able to decide something like that later. I mean, who knows, right? Like you said, it could be... Errors happen all the time.
1: Let's imagine it's just one error in one small precinct for five people. And that could demoralize how many thousands of people. Hmm. So don't let that stuff demoralize you, man.
3: We were talking about it before the show. uh, Some of the rhetoric from the last campaign probably had... Not probably. It certainly had a a huge effect on voter turnout, right? You would think.
1: In Georgia, they think, oh yeah. But we'll 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 get into all this stuff. Yeah. I think you know. I think we're we agree on that stuff. We got Ian Chilling.
4: Oh, thank you very much, Tim. Happy to be here, Dan. Great to see, you, man. Yeah. Good to be here. I am also
0: in the corner pushing the buttons. I'm back from my vacation, getting my sister married in Chicago, and I did not get shot, so I was very pleased with that. I'm happy. As what part did? of Chicago, though? Right. Uh, it was in a nice part of Chicago, so go. pretty, not yeah. Chicago proper. Yeah, depending
1: on where you are, there's uh there's pockets. Are you all a Cubs
3: over. fan or a White Sox fan? I guess you could say, right? I don't know. I Cubbies. Don't know am I going to get hurt for saying
4: that out loud? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I Maybe. lived on the north side Trouble. for a few years, so it's hard not to love the Cubs it' was it a Moises illusion I was team. in
1: Soxtown but me and my friends we didn't really care all that much right yeah. you know and don't forget to go to timcast.com become a member because we're gonna have that members only segment coming up after the show and you'll not want to miss it we always swear we swear a lot we say <laughs> naughty words you know because YouTube's mean to us but this is where we can have a lot of those conversations that typically in the news cycle it's it's harder to get through so again go there you'll be you'll be supporting our journalists and become a member as well. And don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's get to this, uh, first story here. From KTLA. We gotta break this one down. This is, this is, a, this is a worrying story. They say, San Fernando Valley residents cast provisional ballots due to equipment issue. They say some San Fernando Valley voters think they are being wrongly prevented from casting a ballot in the upcoming gubernatorial recall election. But the county elections office said it was an equipment issue that was resolved. Okay, so there's good news, right? Mm -hmm. At El Camino Real Charter High School in Woodland Hills, some voters say they were told the computers showed them as already having voted, even though they had not. West Hills resident Estelle Bender, 88, said she was far from the only person who was being told incorrectly that they had already voted. Now, for those that aren't familiar with what's going on, this is the recall election. Governor Gavin Newsom could be removed. And that means whoever is, is on, uh, on the list who gets the most votes, no matter how many, could become the new governor of California for the next year or so. Right now, it's looking like that would be Larry Elder. The polls that have come out lately show that, you know, Gavin Newsom is doing really, really well, and he's 16 points up in the 538 aggregate. But let me just tell you, uh, the polling was extremely wrong in basically like the past several elections going, best fo- going, going back five or so years. So I wouldn't rely on that. And more importantly, when you see stories like this, and there are many, check out this one. We got this one. Uh, actually, this is not, that's not the story I was looking for. Here's the one it's from Dave Rubin. He says, holy ish, listen to this as an, at an LA voting, uh, voting center voter quote, about 70% of votes at this location have been already shown as cast, but they're not election official. Right, right. This is someone questioning supervisor Vincent McCormick. These are from, this is a verified Twitter. He's are posting this video so people are looking at this stuff. They're thinking something, you know, bad is happening. I'll say this, and then we'll jump into that conversation. Don't let it demoralize you. Mm. For, for real, right now, I see a lot of people saying things. They're sharing these stories, saying, like, what's the point? Oh, like, there is a point. And it's go out and vote. Because this is a story about a handful of people. And for all you know, it was a glitch. That's all it was. And they fixed it. And how many people now are like, I give up. What's the point? That's the problem. You've got to hold the line. It's like that movie I mentioned this earlier, the movie with Mel Gibson, the Patriot mm. when when the British are charging in and then the militia starts breaking, he's like, "No, and he grabs the flag and he runs back towards them, and he says, "Hold the line, and they do, and they win. That's what you got to do, yeah, otherwise Gavin Newsom wins, mm. right, right, you don't want
3: that i mean who who needs several more years of that hair? You know what I mean
1: well he'll he'll get one more year, I suppose, but right, yeah. But then what does, even if there is a recall? We'll
3: see. I mean, I guess if there's, if anything uh, you would expect that this has ruined him for the national stage, because it seems like he was being primed for it. But I would have said the same thing about uh, Kamala Harris and her hmm. record on, on, well, everything, right? Like it's, yeah, she's it's, awful. It's very bizarre how most of the female candidates at the federal level that the Democrats seem to push are have records that are completely antithetical to their causes at the time. Like, think about Hillary Clinton at the time. Uh, the priorities for the Democrats were getting out of Iraq, you know, uh, 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 women first, all this stuff, uh, marriage equality. She was against marriage equality until 2013 when she got forced into being for it. Uh, she voted for everything, Iraq, the Patriot Act, the, re- the new Iraq, everything. Voted for all that. And she spent the late 90s going after the personal lives of all the women her, her husband allegedly sexually assaulted, right? So she checked all the boxes on the other side. She couldn't have been a worse candidate, and then remember the narrative from that election. She's the most, she's single most qualified candidate in U.S. history for president, I believe, is what was said. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Like she doesn't believe any of the things that you believe, and you're putting it forward. That is, I mean, it just shows you how completely morally bankrupt all this stuff really is.
1: YouTube's right? giving us the business.
0: Yeah, it is I'm trying to fix it. Yeah, yeah, you- YouTubey. Yeah, on, I thought yeah. uh
4: Eisenhower was was the best, one of the best presidents, anyway. Recently. What about him? Yeah, yeah, for I just, sure. He was a military commander, so oh, he yeah, knew yeah. what he was doing with war. He did interstate he didn't, highway system.
3: He built the interstate. Yep. He oversaw the, that. the GI Bill, the VA home loan that built the middle class in
4: the United States. He's responsible for a lot of stuff, right? Uh, I like that. Good guy. president. Yep. Uh, this Gavin Newsom guy's a little a little awkward. The gel in his hair. He's like, like, like he's nice. he's
3: a caricature he's of all Kendall. the things people hate about politicians. And you California, know what I mean? like if you're trying to sneak in and be the new guy on the block, and like you know. Uh, uh be a professional politician you at least have to if you're a wolf you better put the sheep's clothes on if you show up
1: dressed like a wolf he's like oh this guy's a he's a wolf yeah but yeah. it's working for him <laughs> it's, that's the shocking part. yeah he, he, you know gavin newsom looks like there's a movie where there's a villain a politician who's the villain yeah, yeah. but he's not like the the, <laughs> the main bad guy he's like you know, the, the secret supervillain has bought a politician, uh-huh. and he, and Gavin Newsom would play the generic politician, <laughs> sellout, corporate, you know, yeah. corrupt yeah. criminal. That's what he looks like. Yeah. But that's that's kind of, you know, look, you see the problems California's facing, and you, and you have to wonder what it is the guy does. I know that he puts in absurd COVID restrictions and then violates them, and uh, I know that the state has been in, sh- you know, shambles Right. for some time now, and he's he, not doing anything about it.
3: He's been really supportive of the movement towards lawlessness there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we were talking about it earlier about how Soros has been financially invested in all these attorney general and judge races across the country over the past six years or so, and all of a sudden he just dumps a million dollars in Newsom's recall campaign. That's kind of bizarre, right? Did yeah. he? I mean, then you have uh, Gascon and in the, in the DA in, in L.A. that are... I think they're going to start paying people to not shoot other people, right? Yes. You, you guys have. Probably yeah, that was, that, about was that, that in L.A. No,
1: that was no, that was in San Fran, wasn't it? Oh, no, is, no. That,
3: is that Portland or San Francisco or it's somewhere?
1: In else? It's, it's in, in California. California. <laughs> it is in California. Can't
4: keep.
0: Yeah, up. they
1: they decided. You oh, know what? How about boy. we? But the funny thing is, like, how do you pay someone not to shoot someone? How, does, what is how it, do you? Pay, t- so, how can so, you tell me I didn't do it? <laughs> I'm never going to well, shoot someone. What their plan is? They're 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 going to identify people who are likely to like commit crimes or whatever. So what does that mean? They're going to go up to somebody and be like, we've determined that you are probably a low-life degenerate who would shoot someone, so we're going to give you money right now and hope you don't. Like, how do you feel about that as a criminal?
3: Are you like, all right, cool, I'm going to play the grift and get the money? But it's they were talking about 300 bucks. That's a couple of transactions if you're a drug dealer, right? That's nothing. I mean, that's, that's... and they that's said, if you bucks, get a job
1: yeah. too, it's five hundred bucks. <laughs> I got like, oh, don't, I don't shoot know. someone; I, and you'll get five hundred dollars. This is re- you, this is real. I got
3: I got a job and didn't shoot someone, and all I got was this five hundred dollars. I know, right? I don't
0: know; it seems little
3: ridiculous. The heck? That's that's very bizarre. San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. yeah well, so they're uh, also paying people eighty five grand a year to pick up human excrement off the ground. So yeah.
1: you know, what's really it's really funny. Here is the way I describe it to people. I'm like, so you live in a city, right? You know, where you live in a city, sir. Sir, yes. You have a fire department.
2: Yeah. Uh, you have, yep. You have a police yep.
1: department. Yep. You have a uh, EMS. Yep. Do you have a poop department?
3: I mean, there's a department of sanitation. I think that no, processes water. No, no, Do you water? Have a poop nope, department. Nope, no. San Francisco
1: literally has poop, poop, a poop oh, department. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I mean, not, what it's are not are the, a
4: joke. What are the uniforms look
1: Recall like? Recall this <laughs> guy. I mean, come <laughs> on.
4: <laughs> I You know, in a way, I gotta say, I don't, I don't know if I can blame the the governor. I don't know if I can blame the leaders of of overseeing the ship as it's sinking, because we've been on this course since 1913, if not before that. But it's it, we basically built a Ponzi scheme, and now we're seeing it shatter. And I don't care who was in charge of that. If, if they're going to try and pilot that, it's going to shatter. And so it's like no reason to pariah these dudes. Why 1913? Federal Reserve was formed, right? But you, I mean,
3: you think that you really think that was the end? And, and yeah, tell it was me the why the coercion of the American government, tell, tell, by by the theocrat. Yeah, but I agree with him but by, by the fascists, whatever corporatists. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you ever seen? We were talking about it earlier. Uh, have you ever seen that uh, Canadian sci-fi series uh, Continuum? You, you should watch it. Basically, they have like a corporate Congress. So Ooh. yeah, yeah, and it, it's set in like the late, or I'm sorry, it's set in like the early 21st century in Seattle, I believe. But they're all Canadians and And so they have a a, a say in what what happens and what doesn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously in the future, it's a dystopian nightmare. But I I feel like right now, the ability of anyone, regardless if it's a corporate interest or the government to control what information is and isn't available, right? Especially these days when it's so easy to spin a piece of information. That is more powerful than any weapon you could ever dream of.
1: It's fourth and fifth generational
4: warfare. You know what's been going through my head recently is, should I respond to that guy? Someone I like or someone says something, I'm like, if I make a response to them, am I going to get flagged and put on a list? That's effed. I mean, so far, I just said effed. I didn't say the word that I normally say out loud. I, t- well, I am t- censoring myself at a level I've never done before. Oh, well, well, maybe on, not never. Maybe not never because I was in the entertainment industry.
1: But, right. And I want to say you can't go on like Tucker Carlson's show and say a lot. A, but you, you can say more on this show than you can say on Tucker Carlson's show. What's For disturbing
4: sure. me is yeah. just I'm just not responding to certain people because I'm afraid it's going to put me on a list. Hmm. is that already. crazy? Well, are you crazy? Come yeah, on.
1: I just, Sitting here on Timcast IRL. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess that's one, one on way a to list. think <laughs> just assume I'm
4: already on the list and just talk to anyone I want to talk to. But like, The way they're tracking social media and, like, persecuting people that were near the the Capitol on on January Firing them from their jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's weird. That whole, I mean, I'm sure you guys have talked exhaustively
3: about the Capitol thing. But I always wondered, and I'm curious what your audience thinks about this idea. So the United States has, what, like, on record about 400 million guns, so more guns than people. So it's the most armed population on Earth. And then the most armed subsection of that population, what they consider to be the far right, shows up to overthrow the government and they left all their guns at home. Yeah. That seems plausible, right? Respecting are you, are the are law. You kidding r- me? Come respecting on, the local laws like, of that you government. Could, I believe that there are people that exist that are crazy, that happen to be conservative and they're going to do dumb stuff sometimes and they'll say they're doing it on behalf of conservatives the same way people do uh, uh, from the left, from religion, from everywhere, right? Always that there's Always. That will always exist. And I'll believe it exists if you provide me evidence to that effect in a certain circumstance. But when you tell me that three or four hundred people show up out of a mass of like one point three million people, and and they just all they showed up to overthrow the
4: government and forgot all their weapons, I don't believe you. This well, is the, a, the FBI this is said America.
1: The FBI said it. That's not. There's not true. There was no coordination.
4: They were mad because the way the election they thought the election was going with Ian, the voting, so they wanted to show power. They wanted to feel like they had some sort of power. Right. Ian, mm-hmm. why
1: don't you put in a FOIA a file a FOIA request for your name and see what comes up. <sighs> Oh. I thought about it, but it's like, just do I want to dig up that
4: wormhole, man? I don't, I'm down. I would like. I guess I could see it. I don't want to make myself more paranoid than I need They'll to be. They'll
1: quote but. you a bunch of times on this show, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I bet mine's <laughs> massive. You know, everyone here. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people who watch actually might have something. Well,
3: yeah. the S, S uh, the SPLC's weighed in on you a number of times, right?
1: There was like two two things, and one it got retracted with an apology because they they claimed that uh, a Holocaust denying. Archive of a website that I had gone to Iran for a Holocaust denying conference, which is like one of the most insane crackpot things you can ever publish, and so they were forced mm. to take that down, issue or retraction, and apology right. because I've never been to Iran. That's just plum nuts.
3: Well, Bill Maher uh, and uh, Religious. Have you seen that? Looks like a documentary. About religious. Religious. Yeah. About, about, yeah. So he he went to this uh, area and visited with a, a Jewish rabbi who is a Holocaust denier. So is he on a list? Is Bill Maher on a list for? interviewing people they find it. Yeah, but, even if you, you, know, you went to something like that to cover it that doesn't that is what journalism is supposed to be right well no
1: this website claimed i was like a speaker oh boy and it's just like it's just crackpot nonsense <laughs> It's like, dude, if some weirdo puts my name on a website, you believe it's true that fa- So they, they had to take it down and apologize. Yeah. The, the, uh, but uh, the, the the SPLC <laughs> is is immaterial. It's it's Oh yeah, yeah. They're not The people who spend their time worried, look, I get a lot of smear pieces written about me all the time. Mm. And you know what the most annoying thing in the world is is when someone sends me it. Mm. And I'm like, first of all, you think I don't know? Second of all, why should I read it or care? Like literally, it's mm. not affecting me in any way. It's there's there's zero impact on my business. It's just a waste of time from from whiny, you know, stupid babies who I don't care about.
3: It is, uh, your your time is certainly better spent doing other things.
1: And the people, it's a distraction. They They try and wrap you up and catch you up in the stuff. And, and you know what? Uh, um, to segue right back into what we're talking about, it, it's demoralizing. It is, yeah. If you spend all your day looking at the people saying mean things about you, it's distracting you from doing good work. They're they're snaring you in that trap. Ignore right.
3: it. I, I would say getting involved in these uh, in-the-weeds conversations about what is and isn't. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, people are, are People are spending a lot of time debating what communism and socialism and fascism is. Why don't we just call it what it is it's authoritarianism. it doesn't matter where it comes from if your house is on fire you're not sitting there like i wonder how my house caught on fire no you're grabbing buckets of water and trying to put the fire out, man. you know and it's it's going to take a collective effort to do that and i i understand the tempers run hot and all this stuff and people are afraid
1: i want to let's talk about this story in california we'll talk about why uh people are upset so this was something i saw retweeted and it's this guy telling a story. I don't know if this story is, is true or not. It's just Twitter, but, mm. uh, but let's check it out. said cause I, th- I think it's interesting. He says, last week, literally on the day, literally on the day my new wife and I came home to SF after our wedding, an intoxicated man confronted us on our doorstep, blocked the way out of our home and threatened to stab me. Unfortunately, this isn't an unusual occurrence in our city and my experience is no more special than anyone else's. So this isn't a thread about the incident itself for what it's worth. We live in what is typically considered a safe neighborhood. Instead, I wanted to share share what I learned the day about what crimes are and aren't reported in San Francisco. It was eye opening for me, and I hope it will be for you. Before anything, let me say that thankfully no one was hurt. SFPD arrived quickly on the scene, engaged the attacker in a calm and safe manner. Afterward, one of the officers asked me if I'd like to press charges. Being relatively unfamiliar with this process, I asked him to turn in turn what he advised to which he replied that he was prohibited from influencing members of the public on such decisions. This was a, uh, this was a sensible pro, this is a sensible prohibition, as one can imagine. He says, if I didn't press charges, the police would issue a warning to the attacker. And in almost all cases, that's enough to scare offenders of this sort of way. If I did press charges, I'd have to provide a statement, fill out a good amount of paperwork, and then show up on the day the attacker was, is summoned to court. If he appeared, not guaranteed, the sentence would probably be a slap on the wrist. As someone involved with the campaign to recall District Attorney Bowden, I was thus faced with the dilemma. On one hand, I think it's our civic duty to report crimes. Doing so was a bulwark against sophistry employed by Bowdoin and his supporters, claiming that crime in SF is down. On the other hand, if I did press charges, Bowden's stats would show him as having filed uh, charges in this incident uh, uh, or his more favored stat having taken action, despite the end result being the same as if no arrest were made. A dangerous man free on the streets. The other complication I faced was that my sister was with us, visiting from abroad and in town for just one day. We were on our way out to visit a museum and see the city. Did I want to spend the limited time she had with us filling out forms? So I decided not to press charges. If I do it all over again, maybe I would have done otherwise, but in the moment, I had to prioritize rapidly. What's the upshot of all this? I've previously posted about how crime is trending up in San Francisco and how Bowdoin's attempts to claim that crime is down rely on misleading representation of aggregate numbers. And so he he goes on, and you you get the gist of what the the, the story is, and why I want to get into it. We were mentioning uh, George Soros funded DAs, mm-hmm. the breakdown. Uh, I could be wrong. Isn't isn't Jesse Bowden one of these DAs? He was funded by he, he received yeah. some uh, contributions yeah, from. But there were
3: like two hundred and seventy five judges and DAs across the country. It wasn't just in, right, of it wasn't even just in in blue states. It was everywhere.
1: So. You know, to get, bring it back to the context of Gavin Newsom's recall, mm. we mentioned the, the Pooh Patrol in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, so so there is literally a department in San Francisco that, that their whole job is just literally going around cleaning up human waste off mm. the streets. You know, I can't blame Gavin Newsom directly for that. He's the governor. He's not a mayor. He's not dealing with the nitty gritty local. Well, he stuff. was
3: the mayor of San Francisco.
1: Well, there you go. I was gonna say right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yes. Yeah.
3: And, 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 uh, your current vice president was the, the district attorney of, of San Francisco as well.
0: Not I just,
1: I just wanna make it clear because when I'm like, recall him, people are gonna be like, he's not even the mayor of San Francisco. And it's like, well, right, right, well, hold on, hold on. Right. I'm getting, I'm getting to the point is yeah. that all of these people are part of the same party that coordinates locally, Uh, Statewide, nationally, you have national-level Democrats coming in supporting policies like they they were trying to repeal the Civil Rights Act in their constitution. Right. And you had national-level Democrats from other areas coming in and supporting this. Absolutely insane. And now you have Gavin Newsom, which represents the fractured and broken— power structure that is California that results in things like this. So you think he's an
3: effigy then and not necessarily individualistically to, to blame. He's just an effigy of what's wrong and removing him is somehow symbolic? Is that No, what no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I think he's to blame for a lot of this stuff. Okay. I was just trying to clarify, like if you come out right now and say... You know that uh, Gavin Newsom should be recalled. Look at the crime in San Francisco. The immediate reaction from the left is going to be like he's the governor. He doesn't deal with local issues. Right, right now, yeah. I think that's that's fair to point out. And he's been in for what, like three years? Mm-hmm. Has it been? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: So I think the issue is, well, for one, you got to get rid of all of them. You got to you got to get all all these Democrats got to get voted out. The- well, it's not just the politicians though.
3: I mean, it's the who? Who do you think Joe Biden's running the White House right now? It's probably his chief of staff, right? No, he's I think it's him. Decisions. I do think it's him. I I'd, I'd I do. struggle to believe that because you can't
4: string a sentence together time. And
1: that's the, time. the point. Yeah, when he's I, like,
4: they're not going to let me t- answer any questions.
1: Like, he's actually said that a couple times. Yeah, but I think it's him. And so here's what people assume. They mm. assume there's someone. I, I assume this for a while, too. That someone's sitting there going, like, okay, Joe, when you go up, you have to do this, you have to do that. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. I don't think that's what's happening. What, what I think is happening is that Joe sitting in the room, you know, he's at the, 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 the table, oval table or whatever, you know, with people sitting all around. Right. And then they're looking at him and he goes, you know, we got a uh, uh, Afghanistan. Get get them out. You know, Bagram. Get them out. And then they go. You got it, boss. And they walk out and they evacuate Bagram, and the whole place falls apart. And yeah. then I. So what by, I think. By the way,
3: from a, oh, finish your thought, and I'll get into that.
1: I think what ends up happening is you've got sycophants sitting around just waiting for their their turn, hoping. Maybe. You know, that, like there's no cohesive uh, or structure here.
3: That's a big problem in the military as well. The reason you're seeing all these incompetent. Uh, uh, ineffectual general officers is because of careerism. They're more interested in promoting their own career than they are giving feedback that might get
4: them a negative response. That's what I'm being told from the yeah, from for the sure. right sure. So now. these chiefs of staff are like, they don't want to get, or these the chiefs, but these joint chiefs or whatever, yeah. they don't want to get fired. They don't right, want to get demoted. Yeah. Right. And Biden and, well, has it's, the power to it, do that. It's,
3: it's it's beyond, yeah, he can, He they serve at the pleasure of the president. He can remove and, and replace them whenever he wants. Uh, but it's it's beyond that. What happened with James Mattis, who was a darling of the American military for a while. I mean, service members loved this guy for a while. And, uh, then he was part of this, what was it, uh, uh, the 700 generals, general officers and former intelligence people that wrote a letter against Donald Trump supporting right, Joe yeah. Biden for the election. He was one of those guys that did that. And, um, about a month afterwards, he got hired to the board of general dynamics, right? You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. So it's, it's well beyond just, The it's well beyond just the careerism. It's what that career turns into afterwards. Lloyd Austin worked for a company, right? And that company was bidding on a multi-billion-dollar contract, and the U.S. government had said that they're probably not going to get it. It doesn't look good for them. We're going to go with the other guy, and he becomes the Secretary of Defense. And I think about a month later, or three months later, that his his former company gets that contract. This is weird. So it's not just I get what you're saying about removing all these politicians, but it that is the that is the very top layer right. of scum, if you want to call it well, that.
1: Well yeah, so, so I would I would I would go into this and say we have we have a structural decay across the board. Correct, when yeah. When people are willing to vote for no reason other than tribe to earn points or because they believe some garbage nonsense. Right. Or in this instance you've got you know, people aren't reporting crimes because what's the point? I've been I've been in the situation, I'm sure you guys have as well, where it's like I had I had one incident where uh, me, I was driving with my brother and we got hit by a cab, and the cops were like, you know, okay, we'll we'll file all of this, but you guys are going to show up, right? Like you'll show up to court if we do this, right? Yeah, because they they
3: have to show up regardless of you doing it. Yep. Yeah.
1: And we were like, like, okay, let's do this. And it's easy to say at the time, and then what happens? A month goes by, and they're like, okay, here's the date and time you got to show up, and I'm like, dude, I got I got work. Yeah. Like I can't just well, sometimes off work years for go this, by, man. Right? If it's a, if yeah, it's a serious
3: enough crime, sometimes years go by. If they have a good enough attorney, sometimes years go by.
1: So we've we've got structural decay across, decay across the board in in every facet. And so, yeah, maybe it's fair to say just simply recalling, you know, Newsom isn't enough. It's it's good. I definitely think you know getting a year of some someone else in there is a right. good thing. But you know, you're, you're talking about the military. Mm. I've heard. I've gotten emails. We've heard a ton of stories. People resigning. Someone sent me a resignation letter recently. Someone apparently, you know, was an, was an officer and announced, like, mm. over, oh, the, yeah. over, the, over just the wokeness, CRT, and the VAX mm. mandate, they're like, I am quitting. And it's actually sad, really, because I've heard these stories of people who are like, it was my dream to be, you know, in, to have a career in the military, work there until retirement. And now it's like, I'm in my mid-30s, and I'm out. I'm done. Can't do it. Right. Some, what, some people even giving up, like, their pensions. And which stuff.
3: It, It's super sad, too, because who's going to fight this next war? It's not going to be these guys. We saw in Afghanistan this past uh, couple of weeks, right? There, work needed to get done, and I have no lack of faith in the 82nd Airborne guys who were there, or the Marines that were there. I'm sure, uh, I have no doubt that they're plenty capable of doing that job, but because of the leadership there, they weren't allowed to do that. Right? So, I wonder uh, who's going to fight the next one. And we we saw we saw the answer. It was guys like Tim Kennedy and these and these other guys uh, that that went over there on their own dime. Right guys that are, well, Tim's still in, but um, everybody but him was already out of the military. They mm-hmm. had served their country, they were done. And they spent their own money to go back to conduct these operations, not to go kill people or blow things up. They went over there to save people, right? That's what the American warfighter does. They are, they are, and it, it, it troubles me that the the ranks of the U.S. service member have now been infected with this nonsense. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know, like you were talking about police earlier, I'm not sure how much you can trust the individual at this point you know what i mean it, it, it's, it's getting bad like when this 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 female staff sergeant that posted a video like you know when people are coming door to door it's going to be me and i'll shoot you or whatever like yep. first of all you never held a gun in your life mm-hmm. and it's pretty obvious but that's a that's a she that's who this, they want though. this lieutenant colonel gets booted out of his position and then he resigns this woman i don't know what's happened to her have you heard any news about her nothing
2: Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about
2: anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
4: No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com.
2: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
1: apply. See website for details. They want stormtroopers. Yeah. They don't. They don't want rational thinking individuals who are going to say like, "Here's the Constitution. Here's what my you know." Right. You got an officer that publicly said
2: she was going to storm was, people's doors. She was a per-
4: non-commissioned officer, staff sergeant E6. Yeah.
2: Oh, and she didn't say comment? she was
3: going to. She said when it starts or whatever. She said yeah. I, I don't want to paraphrase too right. much, but she she basically said the people going door to door. That's going to be me, and I, I will. That's terror.
1: She was like, I when, mean, that's a form of terror." She was right. like, "What do you think is going to happen when we're ordered to, you know, to yeah. point put you down? It's not going to. It's going to be us, and we're going to do it and so like well, that." Instead,
4: she well, what she says, you
1: refuse the command. You know, uh, I I firmly believe, and i have believed for a very long time, that if ordered, most probably enlisted would do it. Would absolutely shoot an American. No joke, and I've
4: well, man. we've seen it before, right? Kent State, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's happened in in our parents' lifetime. Yeah. 1970 I, May fourth. I went to Kent State for college. They 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 fired on the crowd. The National Guard fired
1: on the crowd. Killed four college mm-hmm. kids. Yep, one guy took a bullet through his through his hand. No, but uh, so I've 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 you know been around military people for for a large portion of my life, and. Uh, there's a lot of people who argue with me in chat or like an email and being like, you don't understand, you know, like, you know, soldiers, they'll do the right thing. They're not robots. And I'm like, well, they're not robots. It's the so
3: bystander right. effect, though, right? People, mm. people, psychology is infectious. Nothing is is more infectious than, than psychology and, and people in groups. It's the mob. We've been to, we've been discussing the psychology of the mob. For as long as human beings have been discussing psychology, the Stanford Prison Experiment, for example, mm. you put people in hierarchical structures of power, and then mob rule takes over, and then you go to base instinct. That's what happens unless you're very well trained.
1: But it, it, when it comes to the military, it's actually really simple to understand why this 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 uh, she says E6. She said, she said mm. the, she's right. They would do this. You know why? It's really really simple. If 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 Ian is running through the streets with a red bandana on or whatever, maybe he's jogging. That's right. It. <clears throat> and then she's standing there and she gets an order like that's the guy he's he's the terrorist take him down take him down you think she's going to be like nah, no i don't no, trust no she you.
4: shouldn't question that order i mean she's going to be like about you the got military it. you're like if i question the order are people going to die mm-hmm. i mean we're talking about the born identity right now
3: right Or i guess the third movie where he finally meets up with the old guy and he's like
1: is that the born supremacy the pre- yeah i think so. or the born <laughs> redundancy i think is what it's called <laughs> yeah um, right right
3: right uh, i'm not yeah but it, it came down to like you got to shoot this guy why and the reason was they wanted to break the person, right? Your individualism is gone. You thinking is gone. You kill yeah. who we tell you to kill. And that's not how it works. That's not how we trained our people in 82nd Airborne. You, We, we put ourselves at great risk on a relatively uh, regular basis to not inflict harm on people unnecessarily, right? Can't say the same about Obama, right? The drone strike stuff killed a lot of innocent people. I think something like 30% of the people killed in those strikes were just
4: standing there.
1: One of the first things he did was bombing a village of women and children. I've heard numbers
4: that collateral damage of drone strikes are like uh, enormously large, like 90%. They They started just
1: claiming that, oh, it's a military-age male. They're an enemy combatant. That's right,
3: yeah. A military-age male, by the way, is a male 14 years old or older.
1: Right. No, so so I think people need to understand this when you know when they when they just to reiterate to, to to a certain extent. If think about you, yourself, standing around with your friends, you hear you hear a report, like Antifa's coming in, they're armed, they got handguns. You see what just happened in Portland where they were shooting at the Proud Boys? Mm. Randomly. Like this was on like there was no reason. Okay, so they, they were they were retreating, the Proud Boys like were walking forward and they had like, you know, clubs and shields or whatever. Probably not a good idea. Regardless, this guy turns around with a gun and starts randomly just firing and hits one of the guys in 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 the legs. <clears throat> now imagine you hear that, and then all of a sudden you see a dude with you know what looks like a weapon and he's wearing all black and then he's running towards you and and then and they're like, "That's him! That's him! Stop him! Stop him!" Are you going to be like, well, i oh, hold even, on there"? A it's, minute. Not, it's, I'm gonna.
3: it's not even just from your leadership. The panic can happen in those situations uh, uh, under any normal or any any number of circumstances. So. This is, we're talking about the, 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 one of the founding moments of our republic here. The reason that John Adams ended up getting involved with the Continental Congress and the, and the movement towards, uh, 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 becoming America, right? And breaking off for of the British Empire is because there were British soldiers in Boston and they were guarding some areas. There was a protest by the Sons of Liberty, which was run by his cousin, Sam Adams, right? Not, not the beer guy. Or maybe is the beer guy. No, it's not the beer guy. I don't know. Um, he, was a, he was a politician, but Sam Adams is doing this thing. Somebody behind the British soldiers, uh, well, first of all, people are throwing heavy objects and hit one of the kids in the head. And then somebody behind them yelled fire. Yep. Right? Finally, through the trial, they figured it out. And John Adams represented the British people. Yeah. And he felt they got a good trial. They did. They got off. And then still the crown sent over an edict saying all military court marshals will now be tried back in England. So he's like, well, you don't even believe in our ability to self govern. Right. Now I'm going to get involved. And he became the second president of the United States. So yep. this stuff can happen in any kind of power vacuum. It doesn't matter if it's a leader doing it or if it's just the fog of war. You know what I mean? I, I, and imagine what the fog of war looks like in modern day when it's brother on brother. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I think it's important to realize that It's not evil when you know you, this like I, a lot of people were criticizing this young woman over saying it and you know I'm, I I was I, I didn't really want to do a big segment on that because I'm like I don't know what the full context is I don't know it's it's like a five ten second clip or whatever mm-hmm. who knows what she's talking about it was jump cutty and I'm like it's not much I could add to that you know if she's if, if there was like a, a ten minute thing she was talking about or there are other videos where she was explaining why this subject came up Maybe there'd be more to criticize. Right. But I think you need to you need to realize you're surrounded by your buddies, people you know, people you trust, people who are there to protect you. And that's you, that's your group. You're not gonna sit around and wait to find out when when you're dealing with a conflict situation. I've been in I've been in conflict situations mm. and I don't sit back and be like, Well hold on, maybe this guy in the Antifa thing who was threatening us might not be Antifa. No, we leave. We get out. Right. Now if you're act if you're there actively trying to suppress or prevent violence, and then you see someone you're not just going to assume, well, let's just calmly talk to this guy. No, this is why when I, whenever I've been arrested, like legit arrested by cops while covering things, I've always been released without being processed. Like charges never occur or anything like that. Mm. Because when I, when, when I was in D.C. on J-20 in 2017 when Trump was being inaugurated, they surrounded everybody. I got trapped in this group. It was a bunch of antifa types. Mm. I, I stood off to the side. And I I talked to the cop like the cops that were standing there with their batons out guarding everybody. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm a journalist. And they were like, don't care. Then I'm like, is there a supervisor? And then they were like, some guy behind him was like, I'll get a supervisor. And I told the supervisor like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm a journalist. Mm. And he was like, doesn't matter. You're all under arrest. And I was like, (laughs) just just letting you know. When I was talking to the cop who was standing next to me because he's guarding this group, I'd be like, officer, I'm going to place my bag down and I'm going to be putting my shirt away and taking my phone out just so you know. Mm. And then he would like nod a little bit and then I'd unzip it slowly, I'd open it wide pull out my phone put my shirt in because he doesn't know who i am he's not going to sit here pretending he knows that i'm not antifa or whatever or violent right that's a good that's a a club it's a a very
4: good
3: point why not in that scenario uh, just be for the for the person who might be on the threatened end of that exchange am i really going to let my politeness get me killed does that seem like a trade-off to you or could we as a society agree that this is a messed up situation neither one of us wanted it to come to this, but here it is. So let's right. everybody put your hands up and back away slowly. And then we'll go in our separate directions or whatever. Right. I mean, it seems like a reasonable way to handle that, but people get super emotionally charred and look, I'm not innocent of that. I get pissed off as much as anybody else. Right. Yeah. Probably more. So I lash out all the time. I've been in <clears throat> fights with some of my closest friends over nonsense. Like uh Alex Jones is one of my closest friends. We talk <laughs> all the time. He actually just sent me some cool videos of him shooting the other day. Um, he went pretty hard after some of my buddies at Black Rifle. I thought he was out of line, and I said some things that I thought also were out of line. Like, And, and the funny thing is a lot of people on the Internet talk about it still. Two days after that, we were sharing photos uh, from respective lakes that we were at. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't ever really a rift between us, but but it gets perceived like that, and it's, it's unfortunate that it, it can come to that sometimes. And I think it's because... Things get so heated we start to prioritize the wrong stuff.
1: I think I think we need to understand that there's different uh bubbles within bubbles within bubbles, right? So we right. have the, the largest bubble of like America. Well, technically I guess you have the largest bubble of the world. Then you have like America within the world, right. then you have the different regions, different states, different cities. Within that, there's different power structures, different authorities. You always have that trope of the of the cop investigating a murder and the FBI guy walks in and he goes, We're taking over.
3: Yeah, and this is like, my this jurisdiction, my yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the feds are involved, like uh, Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints. Yeah, that's who the yeah. <laughs> blank I am, or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent performance. Mm-hmm. But so when it comes to, you know, communication breakdown, when you have, it, you have things moving so quickly, it's ultimately going to be like the people around you is the paramount to be protected. And right. sometimes there's even friendly fire between different law enforcement divisions, or there's one funny story yeah. where, like, the DEA and the FBI, like, busted each other. Oh, yeah, setting, I saw that. Yeah, setting so up, like, a drugs thing. That's or something.
3: so fun. I'm glad that happened. That's just, <laughs> I, 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 as a taxpayer, I don't love the fact that taxpayer money was wasted, but I guess if it was wasted on them, with each other, and not busting some poor guy that's just trying to get high. To be honest, yeah, leave him alone. Maybe. Well, let's
1: let's talk about. So we, we we I think we we got to the point on that one. But what happens then when you take a confusing situation where you've got people who don't have to do, and you add in derelict leadership?
3: Right. Check I mean, out this
1: story. Check out the story. All right, you're gonna love this. From Fox News, White House abruptly cuts feed of Biden mid sentence as he asks question at wildfires briefing. Biden's White House has history of preventing public from hearing him on the cuff. It's not the first time that after a, a presentation or whatever... People start asking questions, and the feed just abruptly shuts off.
3: No, it's happened numerous times. I mean, one time he just—he—he he actually made the decision to turn around and walk off. stage. Yes, well, it was he at, does it all the time. It was after he was talking about the the storm, and they were like, "What about Afghanistan?" And he goes, "No, nah, we're not doing that." And he just walked out. <laughs> I mean, say what you want to about Trump. I mean, I—I—I'm one of these people that enjoyed Trump's policies for the most part. There are some things I didn't like about it, but the the sometimes he just went a little it's not even that he went too far. I understand why he it's talked abusive. the way he did, yeah. but it's at some point you have to be like, all right, cool, man. I'm just going to get the message out there and then keep doing this good work. Cause it, I, you know what nobody's talking about right now? It is the historic low, historically low unemployment and for black people in the country. Nobody during ta- Trump, you mean during Trump. Yeah. Right. Nobody's talking not about, right now. No, of course not. No, <sighs> nobody's talking about how uh, the five major peace deals between Middle Eastern countries and, and Israel for the first time in history, right Nobody's talking about any of that stuff all they're talking about is how he said XYZ about the election and how he's behaved since then yep I feel like if you're that right about stuff and it's the the results of his foreign domestic economic policies were pretty good if you're that right about stuff in principle, I think you have some responsibility to behave a certain way to continue getting it done but I do understand that he was under i people like to to do these whataboutisms and talk about who gets more heat than whom, I've never seen anybody get trashed more or more regularly than Donald Trump. Never, In the, 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 the history the of American media. Not, data, data proves it. Yeah, I've so never the, seen it. I mean, it's it's wild. The it data
1: still do the,
4: it.
3: Dude.
1: The data tracking yeah. negative negative press for Trump. It was like ninety percent of stories were negative, and it was like two to three times as many stories yeah. than any of. Why is that? Obama. Was he a
4: real threat to the power structure? Oh
1: yeah, dude. Of course. You think uh, he's, uh, he 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 was look. You had you had Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, the insurgent candidates, and. Trump broke through. I don't know if any president can can threaten the
4: establishment anymore. Like Kennedy went down, man. He he said, "I'm going to bust up the CIA," and then he died shortly after. <laughs> well, like, I mean, he no always one's done it since
3: I, Kennedy. Uh, my understanding is that the CIA clipped him because of the Bay of Pigs because he left. He refused a bunch of back there, yeah. Oh, what's That's, the story there? The story, well, you should have uh, I know your fans probably don't like him, but you should have Evan from Black Rifle come on. He worked for the agency for a while. His theory is that George H.W. Bush clipped Kennedy because he was one of the leaders of that operation Bay of Pigs. They, yeah, yeah. The the belief is that he was a knock, a non official cover guy, like hmm. a, you know, uh, an operator and the reason people believe that is because he went from a congressman to the deputy director of operations which is the most important job at the agency. Hmm. Like anything that happens there goes through
4: that office.
1: You know the you know the challenge is with all that stuff though is how many assumptions do you have to make yeah, at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. Those it's aside, just, I
4: used to think yeah. that I could get to the position of president and then fix it. I'd be like I'll get in there, I'll get all the information, I'll finally fix it all so that we don't have to worry about this anymore. But now I'm it's just it's such a web that you get in there as this piece, the king piece. The king's the terrible piece in chess. I mean, it doesn't. It's not. You can't do it. It's a. It's you got to guard it because it's it gets pretty killed. bad. It's it's the worst piece. Oh, well, it's, no, the pawn not, is the worst piece.
1: Technically, well, it's arguable. Pawns can transform, but the king's can, pretty can, terrible. Can prom- it just promoted. sits
4: there in hiding and wait and, and you know, protect, Look, look. You to, be, to be honest, I mean, the the, the, the
1: the king can move one space in every direction. It's not bad.
4: Okay, not, I gonna, know, but it, but a little off, a little off topic. The president doesn't right. have as much power as we we may think. There is the queen. Who's the queen in our no, 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 society no, no. right the, now? I don't know. Trump
1: proved it. Trump tried to do so much, yeah. and he was blocked. He should have fired way more people. But I, it's not—I don't, I don't need to get into Trump, right? Right. We get, the problem what we have right now is that people hated the guy so much because the media hated him so much because the establishment hated him so much that now we we are we are at lack thereof when it comes to president, when it comes to leadership. Right. Joe Biden is here, here's the way I describe it: Donald Trump was anti-elected. The enthusiasm for Joe Biden was in the gutter, and all the Trump supporters were saying that was evidence that Trump's going to win. It's going to be a landslide, mm. and Trump's enthusiasm was through the roof. Yeah. But enthusiasm against Trump was right. through the roof, rivaling enthusiasm for him. And so people just voted for a jabbering, unwell man. Senile. Who, who with would,
3: vascular dementia. Let's be real. Right. He's got vascular
1: dementia. And he, and he would call a Lid, call a Lid, call a Lid. Yep. And now they won't no. even let him speak. They, they t- he tries to answer questions and he goes, I know I'm going to get in trouble if I do this. Remember when he was doing, he was calling on the press mm. and then one of the journalists, I think it was from PBS, asked a, a question and he goes, I thought the question was supposed to – anyway. Like he knew in advance what he was going to be asked. And
3: sometimes he's like, I'm not supposed to call on you, but what do you have to say? Yeah, right. Like you can tell (laughs) like the old Joe Biden that's still rattling around there somewhere that likes a good scrap. You know what I mean? He's just like, all right, come on. Because that's – again, say what you want about Trump, but he would stand up there and and talk trash back and forth with the media all day if they would let him. Yeah, with Jim Acosta. He would just sit there, (laughs) and that would be the presidency. It would be four years of him versus Jim Acosta. What, you know what kind
1: I mean? of uppers do you think they got Joe Biden on uh, so that he can do these 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 events?
3: B, it's got to be like B12 and Adderall, right? Just Just like he's main, mainlining that stuff into his <laughs> into his body. There's, main- no, there's no way he's he he goes from this uh like hunched over guy that looks like he should be in an old rickety uh, FDR era wheelchair <laughs> with a with a shawl in his lap <laughs>
2: That's what I to, a, saying. to a
3: guy who's like Alert and bright, but he's a little too alert, and he's giddy about being he's got alert, like know What I mean? They've
1: been mainlining modafinil, <laughs> and then like his doctors, like he's talking to Kamala, we can't keep pushing him like this. Yeah. His blood is twenty percent modafinil. I
3: saw a good. uh I saw a good. It's meme. only keeping
1: him away for three hours at this
3: point. <laughs> I saw a good meme today. It was uh, like Kamala, you have to stop
4: answering the phone. Did he die yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. It's a little. It's, a little dark, it's but. very disturbing that we have this 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 guy in charge of the military right now. Bro, this, it's like Afghanistan, Afghanistan. surrender. I,
3: I'm far less concerned about him being in charge of the military as I am uh Millie and Lloyd Austin. Really? Yeah. These, these guys yep. are human garbage. Why Both you, of them. why is that? But here's here's why. Let's go back to this uh you, you mentioned Bogram earlier. A a oh. private, the lowest rank in the US military in the eighty second Airborne, which is who deployed over there, uh, along with the Marine Corps would know that what they did strategically makes no sense. Right. Removing your... So the the, the thing that is unique about the United States military, uh, aside, we have a great Navy, we have nuclear capabilities, we have very well-trained operators and soldiers and Marines and, and such, but our air superiority is where we really dominate. It doesn't matter who attacks us. Even China at their advanced level right now could not compete with us in air superiority. We removed our number one piece. We removed our queen off the board in Bagram. And then what? We had to redeploy. I mean, the people that from the 82nd that went there, they're, they're part of what's called the DRF-1, the Division Ready Force. They're on, they're on standby to deploy at any time within 18 hours. And that's not a game plan. That's, that's the backup. That's, that's the break in case of emergency situation. You don't do that. So when they went there and then they just sat inside of the base waiting for something to happen, also not what you do. The 82nd Airborne goes in and secures the airfield. And then typically, uh, uh, Rangers and sometimes Marines, maybe uh, Rangers go push out, create standoff. And then something like JSOC will conduct operations in the area, right? That's how that works. And I know Millie knows this because he was in Panama where we did exactly that, right? It was in 1989. Like he knows all this stuff. So the fact that these plans that Biden had, and this is why, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, this is why the Armed Services Committee has now requested, or, or demanded, rather, that Lloyd Austin give them his plan, right, for the Afghan extraction. Like, what the hell was this? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Have you ever seen Congress demand a plan from a military commander before because it didn't make sense?
4: No. Not in my lifetime.
3: Right. So the question is why. Now we're seeing it. I Dakota Meyer and I were talking about this on our show, and people we said it in the mainstream media a couple of places and people were like, no, that's not happening. And and, and, and one uh, lady in particular tried to go after us about it. The pre- our, our idea was this. Uh, and it's not an idea. It's stuff we heard from people. But the idea is that the reason that Biden was so sure when he said, we're going to get all our people out, the reason that he had this stupid plan in the first place, the reason that he gave up a list of American citizens to the Taliban is exactly what you saw yesterday. So we predicted... That this past weekend going into this week, you would see airlifts of US citizens coming out of Afghanistan and you would see pallets of cash going in. So Saturday and Sunday, two planes full of American citizens leave. Today it's announced sixty four million or billion dollars is going back to the to Afghanistan. Are we going to pretend like that's not the Taliban? Like we did, just give them sixty-four billion more dollars
0: on top of the eighty-eight. This was
1: this was always assumed to be the out, the outcome with uh, with the current leadership. Of course, lack, lack thereof when it comes to.
0: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun! Sign up now at ChumbaCasino. dot
2: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. But the
3: problem for me is, <clears throat> I get all the politics and stuff like that. But how did that military plan go all the way up the chain of command, and then all the way back down to the people who executed the plan without anybody ever saying
4: anything? It's a million. It's sixty four million. Oh, I just sixty four million. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry. Yeah, how did it go up and down the chain without? That's a good question.
1: It's it's it's, it's internal rot. You know, look man, that we had that professor earlier, the story came out where they compared she said 9/11 was an attack on heteropatriarchal, you know, what? capitalism or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Syracuse professor, you've got absolute systemic institutional decay, and we talk about how the left dominates institutions, but I'm sorry, what I, what I, what I really see happening is just there's there's interested groups knocking down the United States. Period. Think about it this way: there are people right now cheering for Joe Biden's illegal mandate that bypasses the legislative branch. He's already attempted to bypass the legislative and the judicial with his eviction moratorium, and you have people cheering for it. That's basically like the U.S. system of governance has been uh, has been corrupted and is breaking apart. And they're celebrating what is happening.
3: I mean, the only way this could be more perfect is if instead of Biden it was Joe Lieberman, right? Cuz he looked like Emperor Palpatine. Do you remember that guy? Does <laughs> everybody yeah, remember yeah, Lieberman he ran from Connecticut? Yeah, he was from Connecticut, I think. 2008, did he run? Yeah. Uh, I believe it was 2000 or 2004. Joe he was Lieberman. in the primaries. I remember that guy. Yeah, he looked like Palpatine. But this is this is that's what's happening here. It's very bizarre. And I I guess it always kind of happens that way where uh uh I mean it's the only time that that authoritarian movements are ever actually effective is when you convince the population that it's for their own good first right, and that is they accept it
1: but I think what we're seeing now is that people don't care about what is right, what is wrong, they just want to feel good, and so they want to do whatever the tribe tells them to do right and I so mean, that's why you have the social currency yeah like I think one of the one of the like the best examples of this is Cameron Kasky. Because I've interacted with him. And maybe it's unfair only because I haven't interacted with other more bad faith actors. Mm. But he tweets a whole lot of stuff. He's one of the Parkland kids. He tweets a whole bunch of stuff out about getting vaccinated and vaccine mandates. And then when I reply in good faith, it's all just garbage nonsense games to him. You know, he, he, he tweets garbage nonsense. He doesn't respond. So he's he, he's really interested in inflaming tensions and, and causing strife. And then when you try and like, I, 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 I politely DM'd the guy. And been like, hey, you know, just wanted to flag this for you. And he does, he's like, I don't care. He's like, I'm not going to engage with you on this stuff. Right. Literally don't care. And then starts insulting and screen grabbing and insulting my followers. And I'm like, I thought this dude was, was more interested in actually accomplishing something. But you can see, I think one of the big problems we have with, with this country right now is there are young people on the left who are 100% demoralized. 100%. Right. So they grew up, these younger people grew up at a time with an economic collapse. Parents who are probably struggling, that they themselves unable to find work, deciding to go to college, now have massive debt. Once again, we get into another crisis and they're like, why should I care about the world? Let it burn for all I care. And that's what they do. They go on Twitter, they start Twitter fights and they don't care about solutions. They just want pain. They want it to burn.
4: And the three of us have acknowledged that we like to troll or that, that like I was a big internet troll from like 2009 to 2016 yeah. and I realized how much damage I was doing. Seemed subtle. I was getting a good laugh out of it, but I think it was really messing people up.
3: Yeah, I mean that—that's certainly uh, I, there's there's something fun about trolling because you need irony, right? Fundamentalism lacks irony. And that's their problem. Like the the idea that you can uh, the the foreboding thing, like comedy and the arts are important, but the, to but,
1: knock but, but these I'm not down a peg. I'm not talking about trolling. Mm. You know, look, being sarcastic, silly, and, and and posting on Twitter in ways that are trying to make a point. Oh, no, this kid you're talking about
3: is just a knucklehead. He
1: doesn't – he's only trying – Hundreds of thousands of followers. He's only
3: trying to make a point. He doesn't
1: care about the cause He's not all. trying to make a point. No. No, he, no, no. He's not – That the point is he's not trying to make a point. He's trying to start make fights. Make a scene, right. To make, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the way I see it is – I mean, I, 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 I guess I can understand it to a certain extent – you know, they they grew up in a world that was on fire, mm-hmm. and the system is is corrupt and broken. And so they're just like, why should I bother with it? It's like, like there, there's nothing to look forward to when you when you, when you're born into the corrupt the the Kang system. And so all right, they yeah. do is add there's to the no fire. Hope, yeah, I right. mean,
3: what's the what's the quote from the Matrix? Hope is the quintessential human emotion, both the source of our greatest strength and weakness, or something like that. I mean, certainly. If you imagine Mel Gibson in The Patriot with his weird haircut and his tricorner hat coming over the hill, waving the flag and telling people to charge, who is that in American society right now? who isn't just sitting around bitching and crying about the state of things who's who's saying you know what guys, we can actually do this like the only reason any of these politicians have any power is because we allow that to happen yep. you're, you're telling me that five hundred and thirty five people plus the president and his staff. And Washington are overpowering 350 million people. That is physically impossible.
1: But people are unfortunately,
3: the, the, we're a nation of cowards. And absolutely. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if we're a nation of cowards. I, I think.
1: No, wh- no, no. What, no, did, no. Uh, what I mean, I'm, I'm not calling everyone in this country cowards. No, i I, I'm understand, I understand what you mean. I think we have it's, a large quantity of cowards in this country. There's a
3: George Bernard Shaw quote, <clears> and it's "Liberty means responsibility." That's why most men dread it. Mm. Yep. Right. And I think it's like when you. We we do it for social reasons too. You walk by someone and they trip a little bit, and you divert your eyes because you don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to feel uh, a collective shame because something just happened or whatever. And if you look at a piece of garbage on the ground and then you look back up and keep walking, shopping
1: cart test. You know the shopping cart test.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you leave it at, or who who puts it away in the the you can you can you can
1: you can tell like the I guess I'll be a little bit more. Grandiose. You can tell the strength of the community by how many shopping carts are strewn about the right. uh, the shop, the supermarket well, I mean, parking that, lot.
3: That's kind of like broken window theory, right? I mean, well, I, I guess in the inverse of that.
1: For those that aren't familiar, it's basically returning a shopping cart to the corral takes very little time, if any. It doesn't reward you with anything. It's just the right thing to do. Mm. Correct.
4: You can also run and jump on it and ride it.
1: It's fun. There you go. But you'll notice you go to some places and their shopping carts just piled up all over the place right. because people go to their cars, push it to the side and say, I don't care. It'd take you only 10 seconds to do the right thing. Mm. Same thing with littering.
3: So I hate, that's one, one of my pet peeves is when people litter. Yep. Th- that, that is the, I, I, I see, you. I agree with that principle, the shopping cart principle, and I agree with what you're saying right now just for that reason because I can feel it. Like, just do the right thing. When people cr- cross in the middle of the street and don't go to the crosswalk that's twenty feet away, that makes me mad. You know what I mean? you yeah. do it's we, we set it all up for you to do it right, so you are safe, so the driver's safe, so everybody's safe, and you because what you felt like it, you just not that I like look breaking, no scruples. It, it's it's about it's not about following the rules. It's about personal responsibility. Like if we're gonna put so much weight on personal responsibility, my body, my choice, liberty, I want to do what I want to do, then do the right damn thing.
1: But there's there's I think there's a there is an We are a country of people who refuse to accept their responsibility. I'll put it that way. Mm. And that's true for the left and the right. You know, people have quoted Thomas Paine, let there be trouble in my day so that my children will know peace. And the number one thing I hear over and over again and did for years as to why people would not stand up against the tyranny was, I don't want to put my kids at risk. Right. So it's like two years ago when I said they are coming to your workplace they are going to come after you. They are going to subject you to this and your kids. They're going to, they're doing this, you know, the, the things you're, they're going to do to your kids in the schools. You've got to speak up now before it's too late. And people would be like, look, I don't want to lose my job. I got to feed my kids. Okay. When well, we're at the point where we're seeing all these Twitter messages pop up where people are like, I lost my job because of the mandates. i right, yeah. losing my job. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. my, my kids, I'm trying to pull them out of school now because of the CRT stuff. Oh no, the board members, they're pushing CRT and they're voting against us. What do we do? And I'm like, well, I would say right now, start speaking up and just keep in mind that if you would have spoken up two years ago and all, and got all your friends together and was right. active about this, it may have never happened in the first place.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, look, there's, we, we're, we're at the precipice now. I mean, it's, I, I don't know if, uh, I, I hate hyperbole. I hate how the the word Nazi gets thrown around a lot. It's very irritating because, there are still people alive who went through that stuff, and I guarantee you they would not associate what they went through with anything that's happening right now.
1: On both sides, there are survivors accusing the other side of being the Nazis.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, it's... it's What are we talking about here, man? I mean, get, we can't have a reasonable conversation. People have, have grown to the point where they think that their opinion about facts are themselves the facts. Right. So we're not even having... We're not even speaking the same language anymore. You say racist, and you mean something... That you you mean somebody that genuinely hates other people, and then somebody else says uh, racist, and they mean a, a power structure that's been created over the last four yeah, years. Yeah, but like, that's, that's a not good, good point. We're not even talking right, about right, the right. same thing.
1: No, no, no. You know that's that's a great. Point. We we talked about that years ago mm. that the debate happening was, were, were, words mean, didn't mean the same thing. Right. And that we'd have to agree on common definitions. We're well past that point. Oh yeah, we're well. I don't past know if we'll that. ever be truly past that. No, 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 we're past that, that point. important always define absolutely. racism, you know, no, no, you no, no. out. No, Ian, It is, but in
3: If, 20, if, you, if, you, in if 2014, you ask a progressive what racism is, they'll see it's a confluence between power and racial prejudice. Okay,
1: so in 2014, exactly. with all the Gamergate stuff happening, mm. and then into 2015, as it escalated, 2016, we started seeing physical conflict with Trump. I was saying, based off of what tons of other YouTubers had already said, I'm like, clearly people aren't speaking the same language. When you're having this debate, the left is arguing racism means prejudice plus power, intersectionality, and the right is arguing it means discrimination, the basis of race. The point we're at now in 2021 is that I can sit here and say, like, I'm pro-choice, and then have someone who's conservative say, I'm pro-life. And I'll say, okay, we understand what that means. Let's have a discussion on the ethics and morality of how this plays out in in U.S. governance Mm -hmm. and what's the right thing to do. The left says, we will literally claim words mean something else just so that we can claim we won the debate. Mm. Right. Th- that's It's not about no. not having the same definition. It's about them actively right. changing words How? on the fly, no. on purpose. No. We're, we're, I'm sorry. It's no, about no. Merriam Webster changing the definition of the word racism, changing the definition of the word anti-vax, specifically... Changing
4: what, changing what the word
1: immunity means. J- just so that mm-hmm. like people recently. can win a political argument. Right. Yeah. They are actively trying to confuse you so that you don't understand what they're arguing. Well, that's they're brave. not arguing for that's, anything. That's
3: Brave New World, right? I mean, it's it's that and removing words. Well,
1: mm-hmm. Brave New World was was keeping people locked down by pleasures. Uh, not Brave
3: New World, uh, uh, in 1984, 1984. They start removing words, so right. instead of good and bad, it's good and not good. Like, right. But it's one where ungood or whatever they un-good. said. Nonsense, you know, right?
1: It's it's a... a what is it? A, a Brave New Fahrenheit 1984 for Venda. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> that's what we're yeah. living in, yeah. yeah.
3: But it's... What, what What role do you think the fact that there's absolutely no tolerance at this point for anybody to be wrong at any point about anything. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you
1: said you, you didn't like the word Nazi being thrown around. Right. Because it's like, you know, I think the challenge with the word Nazi is, you say Nazi and then say, oh, well, why is it like the Nazis? You Say fascist or communist or whatever, mm-hmm. and they try to those were words that were specific to ideologies in the early 1900s in Europe and things like that. And, and yes, they had prominence in other places, but we need we need new words to describe what the left is. Authoritarian, yes, but it's something specific. Authoritarian, identitarian, communist. They're like they're commie Nazis. You know, commie Nazi fascists. It, we'll it's just-
3: it's a little. I mean, because there's social programs sprinkled in there but it's also very identity driven and it's also very corporatist. so how how do you define that well, i mean they, that's, that's, they, that's they, nazism. they they took all of the all of the tenets of authoritarianism and kind of combined them into one and we've it
1: both. is very i, I argue with uh, i was arguing with someone about this it is it is what the left is today is very 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 close to nazism not the same thing but what was what was what was hitler doing he was trying to st- steal back land he claimed was rightfully right. Ger- german Oh, now you've got the left arguing. You, you, we just had a terrorist convicted for trying to derail trains to seize the land back for the indigenous. They're identity-based, okay? They're not the same when it comes to Nazis and like Aryan. They're very anti-white, but they're still identity-based, authoritarian. They use fascistic ethos like there is no truth but power. There's a lot of similarities. So I suppose the issue is they'll always try and deflect... By claiming you're the Nazi, when you know I, I love it, you have the Gadsden flag. Don't tread on me, literally saying, leave me alone, and you know I'll leave you alone. Don't don't come near me. That's what it meant, by and, the way. And they have the flag of the fist, squ- the communist fist <laughs> squeezing the snake, saying we will tread. i like you're the. It's You're the fascist. Am, it's
4: amazing to think that this cuz the Nazi Party is a real political party. I think there's American Nazi Party, isn't there? There's like National oh, well, they Socialist were, American Party. Uh the
3: Ameri- the National Socialist of America, the NSA, yeah. They were big in the 1930s obviously. Or actually the 1920s. Yeah. It was uh it was big on the East Coast, yeah. So the so these States. people
4: their hatred for that has turned them into that which they well, hate. Well, how no, no, how no, no, often no. does that happen though? No, no, right. no. It's, it's, it's pretty it's, common. It's it is written about.
1: I think my opinion on this is that the current iteration of the establishment left and many of their, you know, more progressive and DSA type uh, um, sycophants is just what happens when you get behavioral sync and cultural decay. Mm. What happens oh, is... Oh,
4: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's just part of a system. This it's, is a it's, function it's, it's of this fire. kind of system. I mean, there's it's,
3: only, it's just a fire. There's, there's, if, no, there's, there's, only, there's only one way fire. to turn, right? I mean, it's, it, you turn to tribalism and it's like uh, the Stanton paper, the, uh, the stages of genocide. Like how all that stuff progresses from from uh, uh, let's see, I actually have it somewhere on here. Let me see. How yeah, this probably, uh, probably
4: happened for tens of thousands. Of so years.
3: just just to uh, go through some of these quickly, classification is the first one. People divided into them and us. I mean, come on, man. Uh, uh, symbolization, when combined with hatred, symbols may be forced upon uh, unwilling members of pariah groups, like the the star, the Nazis, right, right, right. or like uh, maggot and all this stuff, or even uh, name calling. B- yeah, we're not going to get into that because I don't want to get you flagged here. But uh, discrimination happens, which is you know the the what is it? What, what, are, what are we? People are already being fired. We're referring to it now as the uh, as the uh, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, even though there's no scientific basis for any of that nonsense, right? That's it,
1: just, it's it's Kamala Harris said in a tweet recently. I think it was today. We must protect the vaccinated, and I'm like, but they are from vaccinated. Whom? Right. I don't understand what that, that means. So
3: if, if protect the vaccinated from whom? They're vaccinated, so they're not talking about protect them from COVID, clearly. I don't know what it means. But I think right. she did
4: mean COVID, which is silly. If she did, then she doesn't No, know. you can't
1: assume that. But what the, the, that, that, that's, the meant, that's the That's the issue that you've got to watch out for with con artists. Con artists use something called assumptive language. Oh. So they can say a thing to make you believe something without actually ever but having lied.
3: But if you challenge them on it, they're like, well, I don't know right? I mean, oh, they, they, they always people, backpedal when they do. People don't. People the next don't. one after that is dehumanization. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, deplorable. Right. Right. That that was just a, what, what an incredibly stupid thing to say. Actually, somebody, it uh, wasn't Rolling Stone, maybe it was the Daily Beast, somebody ran a story uh, a week or two ago and it said, uh, Hillary's biggest mistake was calling people deplorables but was she right or something like that? Are you right. kidding me? Really? You're writing that right now? Are you trying to stoke conflict? I mean, obviously they are, but yeah. I ask it rhetorically. Uh, the, these things... these dystopian novels were not uh, 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 a guidebook. It was a
1: warning. We went through the the stages multiple times. And I think we've like in some instances, we stop at two. There's like 10, right? 10 is like erasure of the genocide. Nine is genocide. Right. When it comes to the vaccine stuff, it's starting to feel like it's getting crazy Mm. because you have them saying plague rats. You have them saying, like, uh, we must protect the vaccinated. It's very, like, Mm. they're literally classifying. They're literally talking about quarantine and things like that. And so it seems like that is the dangerous territory. But ultimately, what I was saying about what the modern iteration of the left is right now, I'm calling it fire. Mm. What I mean by that is ignition started at some point. And there was no one willing to take responsibility to do anything to to stop the fire, put it out. So it's been growing and growing. The bigger it grows, the harder it is to put it out. Eventually, it becomes impossible to put out. And then it sweeps over everything. It is a chaotic and destructive force with no goals. The best example, one example I love using is the word Wimixen. W-O-M-X-N. You ever hear this word? No. So there was an organization that said, we must respect all Wimixen. And Wimixen means the inclusive word for women. A bunch of feminists and leftists Oh, I
3: see. It's like Latinx, but with... X with an and, X, Oh, right. my God. So they
1: started getting attacked, saying, why do you need a different word for women? Are you acting like trans women aren't women and need a different mm. word to include them? Simultaneously... The word woman and wimixon we were both the offensive and inoffensive versions. Yeah, yeah. There was po- not, It was not possible for you to use the right word. Right, no yeah. matter what you use, someone would come after you for violent intent. The because there is no goal. There is no good. There is only we will destroy. Now let's do this. Let's jump, o- jump over to our good friends in Australia. Mm. And let me clap back at uh, uh, the Australian. I mean, oh, it's getting wild over there. So uh, Australia is in the process of building more camps, which they already have several of. These are camps with relocatable cabins, they say, for quarantining people who are, uh, as they say, when they're coming from abroad, they need to be placed into this camp, into a bungalow, to be kept safe so that they can't infect people with COVID. Oh, be protected, And they have to, they have to wait there. Now, I refer to this as a concentration camp. Why? Because the word concentration camp doesn't literally mean Nazi death camp. Right. And there is some, uh, um, you know, you're, you're, you, you are trying to evoke an emotion by saying concentration camp. I did not choose those words lightly. I'm literally trying to point out what's happening. The government of Australia has built camps. Mm-hmm. They are putting people in those camps. They are claiming it's for safety. This is step one in the 100 step process towards locking up people, sealing them in, and then letting them die. Will it get to that point? Maybe not. No idea. But when has the government built uh, camps with relocatable cabins for people deemed suspected of having a sickness to be be locked away for a short period of time? When has that turned out well? Uh,
4: I want to just clarify you're exactly right on the definition of concentration camp it's a camp where large numbers of persons such as whatever political prisoners whatever are de- are detained for the purposes of concentrating them in one place exactly that's what that means the death camps were a very specific type right. of concentration mm. camp not common
1: right and so you're trying to evoke an emotion by calling it a concentration camp obviously sure of course yeah but quite literally it's just when people are concentrated in one place which is what they're doing now I will I will uh, uh, as much as I typically don't like doing this, I'm going to actually just call out Quillette and Claire Lehman specifically because I used to be a big fan. And now I think they are one of the most, they're one of the perfect examples, Quillette and, and Claire, of how you get the Nazis. So you look at Nazi Germany and people would say like, how did it get so bad? Well, no, it's really simple. When the people who are claiming to be the intelligent dissidents started apologizing for the actions of the Nazis, any reasonable dis- dissent was gone. And it's probably because they were scared of the state. They were scared of being included in as, as an undesirable or as unclean or being labeled. They were scared. Recently, we've seen with the opposition to critical race applied principles in schools, Claire Lehman of Quillette, Kathy Newmaning James Lindsay, meaning she takes things he says greatly out of context to try and smear him, which is really weird because why would you do that? He's talking about American pol- political issues and there's no reason to take what he's saying out of context. Recently, when I tweeted concentration camp in response to the camps they're building in Australia, Claire did a a tweet saying that I called them death camps, which is, again, out of context or just hyperbolic, and then criticized me, which ended up now in the Australian, as I'm told, one of Murdoch's Australian papers. Now, in this uh, article, she says, mocked we may be, but compare the death rates. This is Claire Lehman, Quillette, supposedly supposed to be classically liberal, challenging mm-hmm. the wokeness and the establishment, defending the authoritarian practices of Australia. A video of a man being taken out of a hotel because there was a manhunt because he didn't quarantine and he was seen sneezing in an elevator. There's a video, and we have it, of a guy who they, they show up to his house with the police in full gear and he's confused as what's happening. They said he's being taken to a hotel quarantine indefinitely. News 9 Australia saying this, when you have police showing up to people's homes and saying, we're going to quarantine you, then they say, we are building, we've built camps and we will build more camps. At what point do you say, I kind of don't trust the government doing this? Do you think that when the Nazis started building these camps, they went out and told the public what their intention was? No. Of course not. Well, I mean,
3: the presumption is, if you believe the stories that we read uh, when the uh, 101st Airborne first came upon one of these camps, that was the first that anybody, except for the people that lived nearby, that saw the ashes of bodies burning, going yeah. by their homes. Like, those people in the villages knew, but then, like, people in, in Munich, they, they had no idea.
2: They, so, they were, Allegedly, anyways, right? Well, yeah.
1: so the propaganda is, you can look back at it, one of the, uh, the famous bits of propaganda from the Nazis was that the Warsaw Ghetto, for instance, the Jews carried typhus. Mm. And for the sake of the health, you know, we needed to get in there, and we needed to do something about it. That's what they were doing. So they, they 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 pull up in the trucks. They say, get on the train cart. And then when I see a video of a guy with a cops showing up and they're like, it's time for your indefinite quarantine. And he's like, all right, mate. I'm like, that guy did not learn a single thing from history. Now, I'll admit, it's a big challenge. What do you do when multiple cops show up, quarantine, ready to take you in? It's like, man, I'm not going to presume to be the arbiter of morality on this one to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. But I will say it's shocking for us, nonetheless, to watch a video out of Australia where a guy says he, he apparently let me let me let me jump to this uh this tweet um now i will admit first and foremost there's video it says news nine exclusive nothing comes up people have been searching for this guy's name because like the search algorithms show you people are searching for this guy's name but nothing comes up from news nine and i don't know the original source on this video but this man says you can see him the cops show up to his house they're wearing gear he says he got a covid test just for peace of mind never got alerted to what happened until one day the cops showed up saying he was positive and would be taken in for an indefinite quarantine i don't know what happened to this guy or where he's ended up but why would anyone look at that and say that's fine that's normal now to throw it back to quillette what they what what happened so what uh Lehman has written for the australian she briefly mentions me saying in the opening paragraph the international media spotlight has been shining on australia lately And not in a good way. Last week, the left-leaning Atlantic magazine published an article that asked rhetorically if we were still a liberal democracy. No, Australia is not. uh, That's me adding that in. She goes on to say, U.S. TV host Tucker Carlson told his audience of three million viewers Australia has descended into totalitarianism, which it has. And on social media, popular U.S. YouTube personality Tim Pool likened our quarantine facilities to concentration camps. They then show a statement from this guy Josh Zeps of uh, he's an Australian mm. broadcasting uh, broadcaster, whatever. He says repurposing outback mining accommodation into international arrival bungalows is not the same as running a concentration camp. Literally, by definition, it is. Mm. Concentration camps are bad because they brutalize political prisoners, not because they look ugly in aerial photos. This is what I said about the Kathy Newmaning. Now, to be fair, like I, I, I think we all know, concentration camp evokes. A kind of yeah, memory the of what, what Nazi what Germany was doing. But I use that phrase specifically not to imply that Australia has been rounding people up and beating them and executing them, though I do think people there are being mistreated, as we've seen in some of the videos. But just listen to what he's saying. Repurposing outback mining accommodation into international arrival bungalows. It's more than that. They're getting people from their houses as well. It's not just international. Now, hold on. That video, they say hotel quarantine. It seems like that was before they had the camp set up and they were putting people in hotels. But here's my point on that. Canada's doing that still, right? The hotels. Well, the hotels, right. yeah. yeah. So this guy is... Look, they built camps. They literally built camps to concentrate people, right? You know
3: what, we were we were just talking... It was a huge conspiracy theory, uh, the FEMA camp thing, right? That, yeah, would, that back, would never yeah. happen in the West. That would never happen here. Like, it's literally happening right now.
1: Well, so here's my point. This guy starts, you know, tweeting... You know, I, I love how absolutely pathetic Quillette has become. I mean, I mean that somewhat, I'm being sarcastic. It's, it's sad. We, there was an event we did. I, I was at it in Milwaukee and I met Claire and I was excited. I'm like, Quillette does a great job. It's very rational, reasonable. It's anti-authoritarian. And now they are literally dropping to their knees and gagging on boot. When you have videos of a guy sneezing in an elevator and then a manhunt and they find him and they're dragging away in this full gear while people cheer for it. When you have a video of a guy being taken from his house for a hotel quarantine, it's not about whether or not they are actively putting those people in camps. It's about they've created camps to concentrate people as they come into the country. They're building more of them. The the, the Brisbane, Brisbane, how do you pronounce it, camp isn't expected to be finished until mid-2022. Brisbane. Brisbane. So what does that mean? Brizzy. <laughs> Brizzy. They do not expect... They, they, they do not expect the pandemic to end until sometime after mid-2022, because I really doubt they're building a camp to just shut down immediately or not use at all. It's very likely they will use it like they're using these camps. If they're already willing to show up to someone's house and take them away for a quarantine, Why wouldn't they eventually just say, well, we have these quarantine facilities. They're better than the hotels. It's cheaper for everybody. So we'll just put them in the bungalows. It's just a bungalow. What's the big deal? Yeah, you're
4: going to get pushback that they're not camps. You'll probably start hearing that. They're not camps, Tim. Okay, they're quarantine facilities. That's that's literally They're concentration
1: facilities.
4: It's the same thing. And
1: that's the point I'm making with what he said, except they call them relocatable cabins. Sure, call them
4: whatever. No, no, no. A cabin. A cabin, cabin. They're cabins. Concentration
1: cabins. Well no, no 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 the point is campgrounds have cabins. Oh you're right.
4: Yeah, this is all
3: this is all political messaging though. How quickly did the phrase kids in cages switch to whatever the Obama or the Biden administration uh were calling them. And right. and and the the circumstances were far worse by the way. I don't know if you've seen I'm sure you have. You've seen these pictures, right? of the kids rolled under up under the bridge. Uh, of of kids rolled up in, in, in thermal blankets.
1: It was and, bad right. when it was under Trump, but at least Trump was actively saying we gotta end yeah. this year. This, this Which border by crisis. the way is the
3: same thing that Hillary Clinton was saying as Secretary of State in twenty thirteen. Exactly that. Right. Do not come here.
1: And 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 Bernie. Yeah, yeah. But let's 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 I'm gonna throw back to Australia and make this point. In the United States, we saw Black Lives Matter marching through the street, shoulder to shoulder, no masks. And the media said it was fine. They're not super spreader events of because we say so. Sturgis happened. Motorcycle rally. Not even overtly political for the most. I mean, I'm sure there was politics there. But for the most part, it's a motorcycle rally. Mm. Super spreader event. Protesters on the state capitol stairs. Super spreader event. We get it. Obama can have his big birthday party and everything's fine, even though people did get sick. Black Lives Matter can protest and it's fine. What do you think's going to happen in Australia with these people protesting the quarantines? How long until the police say, well, this quarantine was a super spreader event. So we're going to start putting these people in quarantine for their own right. safety.
3: You're developing a mechanism for them to get retribution against people
1: politically. And so this guy tweeted at me and said, when that starts happening, I'll admit I was wrong. And I'm like, and therein lies my point, (laughs) that you would let it happen Mm. before you would do anything about it. And I would say, hey, don't let them do it. Quillette, you're cowards.
3: First they came for the uh, socialists, and I wasn't a socialist, so I didn't say anything. Then they came for the trade unions, and I wasn't a trade Mm -hmm. unionist. Didn't say anything. So then they came for the Jews. I wasn't a Jew, so I didn't say anything. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to say anything. anything. That's yeah. a very good poem. Yep, man. It, it's and by the way, even the data she's talking about is nonsense. She's look at our numbers. It's it's we're 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 lower than if we had lost as many. The percentage of the United States did. Do you know how many? There's so to many countries. Sweden. uh Forget about Sweden. Uh, Panama, Lithuania, Nepal, Libya, Botswana, Ireland, Switzerland, Georgia, Nigeria, the Republic of the Congo have lower case mortality
1: rates than Australia. Mm. To Are be you kidding me? Th- to be fair, I'm sure that the people of Australia have never heard of Benjamin Franklin. Oh yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know he yeah, was. He enough, would, yeah. we, we were fortunate enough to have Benjamin Franklin, who said those that would sacrifice some uh, sacrifice freedom for for temporary security deserve neither and will lose both. Is,
4: is COVID wrecking like? Third world, I don't like using that word third world countries. How, how would I, or less industrially developed? Is, is COVID wrecking them or is this an there's obesity two, crisis like in the first world?
1: There's two points to be made on third world countries yeah. or underdeveloped nations. One, um, there's, there's not much data at all saying that there's large numbers of deaths. And if you look at a lot of the, 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 the charts and everything, you'll see nothing happening. The second point is they don't have the infrastructure for tracking a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm, so right. countries with underdeveloped yeah. medical infrastructure aren't tracking anything. I would
3: also this. say some of the more I mean once once the the first wave rolled through there there's no guarantee that uh, a delta variant would pop up independently in that place and how how many people are traveling to third world countries you know what i mean right Right. so less
1: travel less population density means less spread which probably
3: mean they they reached uh the fact that they have less access that they're more crowded together and have less less access to modern medicine probably means they reached uh, a higher percentage of natural immunity faster than any other place right you would think so That's even a when a even even yeah. when a, even when a new variant popped up, they would be more protected. I mean, we, everybody knows at this point that the COVID vaccine treats the spike protein, right? Primarily, right? It it,
1: it's, it triggers an immune response to the spike protein, right? right. So, this the but Johnson, there's there's 28 Johnson other Pfizer.
3: proteins on the COVID cell, right? So if I don't you, know. I, I'm I'm telling you, oh, they, okay. that, <laughs> that that red that red circle with all the stuff coming off of it that you see seen in the news and stuff. Those are all little proteins, right? Mm-hmm. The spike protein is the one that's being treated because that's the one that was causing us issues. The other 28 are not are, – they're treated to some degree by this because of the triggered response, but nowhere near as effective as, as natural immunity, and we see this in this Israeli study. It's 800,000 people.
4: You yeah, don't, yeah, you yeah. don't
3: get much bigger than that when it comes to a
4: medical. Right. Just as the human brain is greater than any computer we've ever built, I imagine right. our immune system is stronger than any medicine we could ever administer. I would imagine. Well, I don't know, but I mean, the most incredible, the most, protect- incredible no, that's, that's
3: the most biomechanical, machines. the most protected you could be is to have had COVID, survived it, and also have been vaccinated. For
4: right. sure. Yes. Yeah. Right, there's no the, question about
1: the, that. The, what are they calling that? The super immunity, or whatever? <laughs> and, and in order to develop
4: immunity, it's about consuming the right products, including vaccines and mm. food and all these things. So it's not the, like the, the, it's not a black and white. You
1: know, y- I would push back on your immunity thing because right. there are diseases we could not treat or cure, but mm-hmm. we could vaccinate against. Like, if you get rabies, you die. Mm. If you get bit and we administer the vaccine good fast point, enough, man.
4: modern medicine's incredible. Not even yeah. modern, just medicine in general. Food, yeah. le- but food. is that a
3: is that a prophylactic vaccine though? Mm-hmm. We don't get a we don't get a shot for that before. We get it.
1: Well, no. So the way the uh, rabies works is Mm. that once you get bit, Mm. it has to go into your nerve cells. Right. When that happens, you're dead. Right. So if you get bit and you get the vaccine, it prevents it, the infection. But that's not a prophylactic system. vaccine.
3: Right? No, that's a regular vaccine. Yeah, so it's like
1: and it's like six shots, like every yeah. day, for like, or not shots, every day, like yeah. it was like every week for like six weeks it's, or something. Yeah, wow, in oh, your stomach but or something it destroys mm-hmm. rabies.
4: Yeah. It, pre- it, you it prevents. Too. <laughs> right.
1: That's incredible. I've
3: grown pretty weary of everybody comparing this to polio and measles and smallpox, too, which too. are very,
1: very serious. Mm-hmm.
3: And They're, of course they yeah. are. I mean. Polio in children was about 2 to 5%, but the, the loss, of limb, or loss of use of your limbs was pretty bad. Right. When you reached adult age, it was somewhere between 15 and 30%. Measles, somewhere between 10 and 15%. Uh, smallpox, 20%. These are nowhere close to 0.3%. Right, people that died right. or people that caught it, mortality. Yeah, yeah. wow, no, twenty percent.
1: So that, that, yeah. that look, that's yeah, so like uh, it's, not, we're n-
4: it's
3: apples and some fruit. No one's ever heard of. If you're a fan of Arrested Development, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think it's fair like to paw-paws say that something. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, pawpaws are great. Like we have we have a whole bunch of pawpaws. Yeah, there. we do. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize. You know, I thought we only had a few, but we went. We have this like wooded area as part of the property, and it, they're everywhere. You step on them. It's yeah. like, oh, you shake a tree and they just keep falling in the head. You're like, yeah. oh, there's too what, many of them. What the hell is this?
3: I feel like I'm in a, a sci-fi novel or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. You ever <laughs> see weird. a pop? You've seen a pop-up before. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Hillbilly banana. Yeah. What, what were you talking about? about
4: how we're enjoying this so much. <laughs> so
1: here's what I was going to say. I think it's fair to point out that early on we were like, hey, it's novel. So it's going to spread rapidly because there's, there's – there's It's there's, also
3: going to mutate more quickly than we used to, right?
1: And the mortality is like – I think it's like what? Double the flu or whatever. Uh, right around there, yeah. And so I'm like, I think it's a good reason to be worried about this. You know, we're, It's not the same thing.
3: Well, if you're under 40 and healthy, then there's not a reason for you to worry about yourself. But you do have some responsibility to the people who are over 40, right? Right. We yeah, we 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 have we, we do bear some responsibility for those around us in some way. Now, I don't bear a whole lot of responsibility for somebody who's been stuffing uh, sugar and fat down their throat for the last 25 years. Well, fat's maybe. okay. It's a sugar. But when they're and mixed, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Fat and sugar <laughs> yeah. together, yeah. and sugar yeah. together are, are not great. But, yeah, it's it's – I'm not, I don't bear any responsibility for that, but I do understand like with, with some of the, I don't like being told what to do. And I think if this was a serious enough problem, people wouldn't need to be, that's the issue with Liberty, right? If people typically trend towards taking care of one another, yeah, especially Americans, nobody gives more money anywhere in the world than the American, not the American government, the American citizen. Like when the, uh, when the, uh, uh, the storms happened in uh indonesia right and they had the tsunamis and all that stuff nobody gave more money to the indonesian people than the american citizen not the american taxpayer the american citizen and this stuff pops up all the time we see these people in afghanistan uh that need to get out they're friends of ours people are spending their own money to go over there without guns by the way these guys were operating without arms going into hostile territory grabbing people and getting them out that is who people are generally speaking let them be that. Let them be good. Let them be American because that's what it means to be American in the first place. You're, you're robbing another the, the honor of being that thing. And of course they're going to turn. That's how I, it works.
1: I want to, I want to point out something going back to this Australian article that, uh, I think is important for critical thinkers. There's a certain amount of trust you can place in institutions based on the credibility that they have and the things they've done that you can track and then make your assessment. I typically, have a hard time trusting a lot of the mainstream news outlets, but I, if I can fact check them, if I can find source material, I will. Sometimes you just blindly trust they're telling the truth. For instance, you know, one of the articles we used from KTLA earlier was just quoting a woman, and for all I know, they didn't actually quote the woman, I don't know. So we do have trust in these institutions. I just think it's kind of funny that if, in this Australian article, they say, the data says that, you know, X amount of deaths in Australia and, you know, ABCD. If I'm criticizing your government, for building camps in which they take human beings and place them and then there's a video of a guy where he's like you know we're waiting to be fed one woman was yelled at by the cops because she wasn't she took her mask down to sip tea <laughs> if i'm criticizing your government for being authoritarian crackpots and then you go yes but that same government told us that it's important and we should all do it i'm like isn't it kind of like that's using using my a, point you're yeah. using a word in its own definition yeah, yeah. exactly like that yeah. doesn't make any sense if you're coming out and being like the government did this thing and then the government told us it worked yes we investigated ourselves and found we did yeah. nothing wrong yeah. <laughs> that's what they're doing
3: <laughs> I'm all set on those explanations it's,
1: it's 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 sad right I was talking to some people about you know where how, where Quillette has gone recently particularly with Claire um, she, moderately prominent anti-SJW personality or anti-woke mm. now she's just doing this whole crypto-woke thing mm. what's that? it's where they'll be like I'm not woke but your criticism of the woke is, is going too far so what they do? Yeah, is
3: Weinstein gets into that a little bit. Yeah, they like create. A if you listen to his interview with Eric or uh, Brett with uh, uh, Eric, if you if you listen to his interview on the por- on Portal with uh, uh, Douglas Murray, who's one of my favorite authors, by the way, mm-hmm. he's a great great author. Uh, he wrote, um, uh, uh, what is it, Madness The Madness of Crowds? Yeah. It's one of the best books I've ever read. If you haven't read The Madness of Crowds, I highly recommend Very it. Good. But uh, yeah, he, that conversation, he was like, I don't really like. I understand where woke is coming from, and it's like, dude, you don't. I understand nuance and conversation, but you do not. What you were talking about earlier with the uh, with the with the Germans and how people in positions of of authority started being becoming apologists, or at least passively so, for this nonsense. Well,
1: I disagree with them, but yeah, your that, criticism what, goes too far. What
3: that does hmm. is it 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 arms people with it, it it gives them permission to say, "Oh well," right, and go on about their day.
1: It's not that bad. Yeah.
3: It's just a camp. Anytime anytime you have to utter the phrase, it's not that bad, that's like uh, a couple uh, starting a new Facebook account with both their names in it. Somebody cheated, right? You know, something is up here. Something has happened wrong, and now people are correcting for it. You don't make statements like that if it's good. And since when do we settle for it's not that bad?
1: Well, the crazy thing was this guy who was criticizing me tweeted, no one is being brought to these camps. And I'm like, Then why did they build the camps? Like, what are you talking about? There's people being brought there. It's like a guy
3: building a doomsday device. Don't worry. I'm never going to use this thing. Yeah. Yeah. We built camps. (laughs)
1: Nobody's being brought there. I mean, I guess maybe he's saying no one's going to Australian people's homes and picking them up to bring them there.
3: Yeah. Well, there's video of that too, though. So uh, when to the,
1: to the hotels, at least. So like the intent is there to bring people to camps.
3: When, when does, when do people stop suspending their disbelief? I wonder I mean it's it's like that I got to tell you man. that George Bernard Shaw thing P- it, it, once you open your eyes you're responsible for what you're seeing
1: and mm-hmm. that is a
3: problem for a lot of
1: people. we we had someone here and then after the show ended and we were like wrapping up and getting up to leave they were like you know you really think there's gonna be like some kind of civil war or something and I was like we're in it it's happening yeah I was like no nah, <laughs> I think everything will be back to normal and it'll calm down and I'm like what part of a 1,000 people broke into the Capitol and fought with cops and stopped the electoral college process, and there was a shootout in Portland numerous times, and the guy was shot in the chest twice, and there's been ongoing skirmishes, and the Capitol police are being expanded nationwide to start tracking down maggots, and George W. Bush is comparing right-wing individuals in this country to the Taliban. Like, what part of all of that don't you understand? I would understand? even
4: say there's a global civil corporate war. Like, it's it's a corporate... There's a, there's a, there's a, the corporations have been at war with the plebes for, since I don't know when, since the 1600s, since mm. the bankers wanted to just control the system or something. So, well, I mean, it,
3: it, yeah, it was, I, before that it was a war between the, the wardens and the king, right? It was like, uh, uh, you know, between King John and all the, the Robin Hood story. We all know this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's. Bef- it was all. It was the levels of aristocracy fighting against one another. Everybody else was illiterate and unarmed.
4: So and that was that was King Richard's brother John. Yeah, Richard yeah. left to go fight in the Crusades and left his brother in charge of this country. And Correct. John is notably a terrible, terrible leader. Correct makes right. me think about Joe. A lot of times when I think about Joe I think King John, yeah. one of the worst. This and and John just just messed messed up the the
3: country horribly, uh, badly. Yeah, he did end up signing uh, a document that gave rights to the wardens for the first time, but still not the common people sometime around the 16th, 17th century, actual normal people, started getting rights. People like John Locke started talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Martin Luther started talking uh, from the religious side. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff started happening. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. So what is, happens, is,
4: people is, defeat the top, and then they get to the top, and then they stop fighting for the people below them? Is that the been
1: the... They were never fighting for people below them. No,
4: and
3: that's a big problem, too. One of my favorite quotes ever in the history of, of the world is from Martin Luther King Jr. He said, you have two hands for a reason. One, to pull yourself up, and the other one, to pull the next guy up with you. Hmm. And if that is not the way we're intent on living our lives, we may as well just go back to... To fighting in, in caves
1: and shit you know what it's, I mean? it's 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 really simple ian you have someone who's looking around saying why am i in this circumstance and they decide to blame someone else or they decide i can take from someone else they can justify to themselves look at all these other people in a similar circumstance that's evidence that i am correct once they get stuff they say well why didn't you do what i did when i fought to get my stuff it's always for themselves they just justify their plight or their their th- or justify their amoral actions by claiming they're fighting for something greater. It's a fifth dimensional
4: <laughs> global corporate civil war.
1: Fifth dimensional.
4: Yeah, fifth dimensional warfare. What do
1: you, you mean fifth generational? Yeah, I like calling it
4: dimensional. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> dimen- generational. Let's yes. go with yeah. It is it is both dimensional and generational, but it's a fifth generational corporate civil war globally yeah it's
1: mass propaganda Mm. across the board
4: i mean it's i I wonder i I wanted to
3: ask you about this while i was here what do you think about um who who do you think before i poison the well here who do you think benefited most from our afghan excursion over the past month right china yeah right uh i I wonder so they're they're going to get something like 150 billion dollars in oil uh lithium 1.5 trillion in lithium, give or Mm -hmm. take, right? Uh, 1.5 to 3, who knows? It's somewhere in that range and and not adjusted for inflation. So I hate to draw these weird connections and stuff because there's a lot of assumptions being made between A and B, but this whole uh, Hunter Biden-Burisma thing that was completely buried by the press... Uh, he's getting paid money by the Moscow mayor's wife, former wife. Or, or, and, I'm who, sorry.
1: and And Joe Biden flew his son in Air Force Two to China right. for a billion-dollar private equity yeah. deal. And
3: there's the big guy who is referenced in intelligence documents that's receiving some payout. The presumption is that it was Joe Biden. Everybody just right. kind of went, went on about their business. Uh, man, Well, is Bobby it,
1: Alinsky said it was Biden. Yeah.
3: Is, is it possible – And I I guess it is just just, Chinese um, collusion. um, Yeah. Like, is that is the is the president? I mean, I I talked to Alex about this, Alex Jones uh, last week, and he goes, yeah, I think 100 percent that the the presidency is compromised right now. Is that if that's possible, then what the hell?
1: I agree. If you look at um, this is well before Biden was president, we are investigating a lot of the stuff. I, I covered the Burisma stuff to great deal. And boy, did the media media try to cover that up. Politico had reporting it was it's a funny article where it says, you know, Ukrainian Ukraine scrambles after, you know, trying to uh, to stop Trump or whatever. Right. And then it was based on those some some Ukrainian officials at an embassy were like leaking details on Manafort which got him in trouble. And then it was a few years later that Politico reported that there was no Ukrainian collusion. It never happened. And I'm like, but Politico never retracted the first article. They just allow these two different authors to contradict each other. That's the state of the media. When 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 you see the investigation by, like, Matt Taibbi into the Burisma stuff, the stuff I've covered from it, I'm like, before Biden was even elected, I'm like, this guy is dirty. You've got Politico reporting in in, in their magazine, Biden Inc., about how uh, Biden's family's wealth has tracked perfectly along his career. When he was put in charge of Iraq, his brother has awarded all these contracts for building in Iraq, and now he's a millionaire and things like that. Hunter Biden being flown in Air Force Two to China. And now Mm -hmm. you have everything that's going on. How was Afghanistan botched to the degree that it was botched? Sure is convenient for the people who did a private equity or was, I'm sorry, we're negotiating a private mm. equity deal. I, I don't know if that was actually confirmed as happening, but who knows? You can't trust them. So I just think it's 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 awfully convenient. And, you know, you know, the problem is when it came to Trump and Russiagate, I was saying, like, you know, I think we will look into it. Right. If it's mm. true, it's true. If it's not, it's not. And, I, you know, we don't just throw away evidence. If we're seeing it, we try and dig deeper. I said the same thing now about Joe Biden. The only problem is the institutions were falling over themselves to go after Trump and will do everything in their power to defend Joe Biden.
3: Yeah, I mean, at what point in, in American history has a group of 700 former commissioned officers and intelligence operators signed a letter saying, get this guy out of office who, by the way, had us in the best trade position with China we've been in since we started trade with China and get in this bumbling buffoon that we have in now who has these weird ties through his family to China. Uh, one of the leaders of that movement was, James, again, James Mattis. And almost uh, after he resigned, he he got brought on as a partner at the Cohen Group. The Cohen Group, William Cohen, another former Secretary of Defense, they have four offices. Two of them are in China. And one of the things that they do, the Cohen Group, is negotiate deals between American and Chinese companies. That's what they specialize in, right? So you have maybe the most popular Secretary of Defense ever until his little, you know, that, that whole resignation thing. A guy with immense power, a guy who is now hooked up with other former secretaries of defense. So you have the defense industry both on the private and public side, right? And you have a compromised presidency that completely botches the situation in Afghanistan that turns over the largest amount of wealth ever given from one entity to another, ever.
1: I mean, Trump was the one who was trying to pull us out of Afghanistan. Sure, and we
3: the, should have pulled out of Afghanistan. I mean, there's, but, but the issue is, if there's we, a better we, spot for us, it's easier. It, it's easier. There's more. There's more lithium in Peru and Chile Alaska. by a wide margin. There's Alaska, Alaska as well. But if we wanted a partner country right. where we could pay lower wages to get it mined, but those wages still mean something to those people, that's the, a the, good deal.
1: The point is, if Afghanistan's national government stood, it would have been much more difficult for China. And oh, for sure, a couple yeah. of weeks before the fall of Kabul the president called joe biden said we need air support and biden said just lie say everything's going well (laughs) so they knew how bad it was they had evacuated bagram in the middle of the night without telling the afghan uh, army without telling the government now that sounds like sabotage to me
2: but it
3: certainly does yeah
1: but we do gotta go to super chats so if you haven't already smash that like button subscribe to the channel share the show with your friends and go to timcast.com become a member Support our work and you'll get access to our exclusive members only segments. We got a big update. We got a couple new uh, members only shows that are going to be coming up. One's called the green room where in the, in the early minutes when guests arrive and there's shenanigans going on and off the cuff conversations, we're actually going to put that up as members only uh, content. So as soon as the show ends, you'll get that. And then we'll have the full member segment coming up right afterwards. So just more and more stuff for you guys. And, um, that's in development right now and it should be, should be relatively soon. And it'll be a lot of fun. You're gonna. The point of that show is basically you'll have someone say, you know, Alex Jones shows up. Instead of talking politics, someone might be talking about him, talking to him about his brownie recipe or like his his aunt's famous apple pie. Just like random. Welcome to the green room. Here's the house. So it's kind of vloggy, but you know, it's interesting conversations. We had uh, um, Andreas, who who's a part of the vlog, talking to Steve Bannon about like quantum communism and technocracy and just bannon was like this guy's a genius yeah he's crazy though but <laughs> yeah he's a smart guy. guy and so it's funny stuff so definitely stay tuned for that be a member and uh, i also have news we are um tired of waiting to put on the live events we've had an issue there's just red tape it's the government stuff running a business and we've been like we got to do this but we're going to pro- there's a local venue and i say local it's a big area so it's still a little far away but we're gonna be putting out an event, the, the capacity is probably, it's like between 200 and 400, I'm not entirely sure. And, uh, again, we're gonna, we're gonna make the announcement on the official date with RSVP, um, for members who give 25 bucks or more, then the next day it'll go to all members, and then the next day it'll go to everyone. And, for now, we're planning on it being a totally free event, just it's gonna be RSVP first because of limited capacity. And then we're going to notify people based on, you know, we, one of the things we've been planning to do is that if you're a member at 25 or more, you get advance notice for our events. So we'll try and stay true to that. We're going to stay true to that. And then um, there'll be live music. We have, I believe, we're confirmed on our stand-up comedy headliner and opening act, which you guys are going to be super excited for when we're ready to announce it. We need to confirm the date with the venue. Then we'll announce the, the idea for the show. Um, then we'll set up RSVP and do it in a staggered manner. And we got to figure out whether or not we're going to announce the venue at the very last minute. And that may be the case for obvious reasons. But, you know, just stay tuned because it'll be coming soon. I'm hoping the next few days to actually confirm with the venue on the dates, have everything locked in, and then we can put it up on the site for RSVP. So stay tuned. Let's read some super chats. Let's see. Crust, what does it say? Crustum Fab, Crusturn, Crusturn, Crustum? Small screen. I am a huge Dan Holloway fan. I also just got back from voting. This isn't over till it's over. Tomorrow is the last day. Go vote in that mm-hmm. recall election. All right, let's see. Bradley Tunesi says, Hey, Dan and Tim. Love the show, guys. My question is, I hear that there will be a time to stand to tyranny all the time, but when, I, but when and how do we go about that? Love the American Party. Give a kiss to the doctor. So here's what I've been saying. That's
3: Dakota Meyer, by the way. Medal of Honor recipient. He's been pretending to be a doctor. He oh. got a, he got an honorary doctorate from some school I've never heard nice. of, and he won't shut his mouth about it. <laughs> and to be honest, I may have to enter him at some point. But anyways, <laughs> that's a good question. People ask me that a lot. Um, well,
1: we're we're in... Fourth and fifth generational warfare is we're right. describing it. And it's that it's means, a cold war,
3: right? I mean, it's it's different. No, it's not cold. Well, I, it, I disagree. It's in, in the way that uh, in the way that we would think about the cold war that we refer to, we are in a cold war, but right. that wasn't a cold war either, right? It never was. So, I mean, we, like, we, how many conflicts have we had? Korea was a major one, but we had yeah. micro conflicts all over the world for 45, 50 years. Exactly, a limited exactly. War. and so yeah.
1: that's exactly what's happening now. It's the next generation. So you've got fights happening in the streets, people being shot. That stuff's been happening for years, and it seems to be spiking up and disappearing, and there's some events worse than others. I just say you've got to win hearts and minds, and you've got to be very strategic about how you do it. Violence does not win hearts and minds. Now, the mainstream media has defended Antifa and covered up for them. Recently, there was a story in the Post Millennial about a far-left terrorist trying to, uh, I forget what it's called, shunting a train track to derail the trains and cause crashes, and convicted so, look, these people are still, like, it's possible that they get convicted, they get arrested. There's a lot of people. You've got to be persuasive, and you've got to build public support. And then when the culture shifts, the courts follow. You think appointing judge is going to save you? Nope. The judges will just do what they think is popular with, with the mainstream for the most part. So be persuasive, yeah. be resourceful, <clears throat> be peaceful.
3: I think we're in a cultural insurgency right now. So mm. the, if you look at the stages of insurgency, the first thing you do is gain awareness, right? Well, you fir- you form your insurgency, then you gain awareness. Like, hey, here we are. And it's like that, uh, if you ever read the marketing book, Traction, it almost follows the same pathway of a startup company. So you gain uh, awareness first. Then second thing you do is gain patronage. This is where um, the I feel like the Occupy movement got, got it right for a little while and then fell off uh, because you can't gain patronage through violence. And you can't gain patronage by standing in the middle of the road. People that want to support you now will not because you Right you've done stupid thing. If you were doing something that they thought was important and it inconvenienced them, they would probably join you, to be honest. But they would at least understand. If you do something that's completely irrelevant to the problem, blocking traffic and sleeping outdoors is not protesting. That's not what it is.
1: people like to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And Martin Luther King Jr., peaceful, persuasive, resourceful, even at a time of escalated violence. And then years later, you get the weather underground. And this guy is an American hero, an American Mm. icon. So you got to be smart about how you do it. Times are changing, you know, uh, here we go. We got pad dash. Hey, Tim, I loved watching your latest cast castle vlog and your reaction to the custom desk mat. I made for you. It was priceless. If you want to make a rainbow, don't tread on me desk mat for your new studio, you know where, uh, to make it. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Pad dash. We got this. Uh, it was the, it was the, uh, chicken dance, a chicken party with Tim pool, anime opening for our vlog <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a bunch of art on it. it was really really cool and uh yeah man absolutely uh thank you very much i love the rainbow don't try to on me flag because it's the ultimate like i'm gonna do what i want so i think that's really funny plus it it's funny because there's a there's a uh, a news article where it showed a guy in santa monica protesting mandates and he was mm-hmm. holding a rainbow gazdan flag mm-hmm. and i'm like i think people who are into don't try to on me are gonna be like right on like Because it doesn't matter what color the flag is as long as you're saying, leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. But, boy, the left did not like it. Right? like,
2: why is that white
3: supremacy on our flag? Oh, yeah. That's (laughs) – oh, man. Good Lord. Whatever.
1: All right. Turk Longwell says, Tim, now we know the secret to your success. Not hard work, experience, or occupy. It was small town casino slots and gambling. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the cast team. Uh, So, for those that are familiar.
3: Hey, if it's dumb and it works, is it really dumb?
1: So, uh, I'm really good at gambling for some reason. And uh we went to they have these hotspots in mm-hmm. West Virginia all over the place where you can just like bars have slot machines. Oh yeah. And I won two jackpots. I went in with sixty bucks, walked out with four hundred. how can
4: you can't say you're good at that? That's kind of coincidence, right? Nope. I was gonna say no, that but, I'm good but now it. I'm thinking of like the magnetic fields and they're running through you. So you might be connected to some. No, no, you're 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 <laughs> you're lot, uh timeline.
1: you're missing it and you're overthinking it Ian. Mm. These games are all programmed. Programming can't be random. It's that simple. So if someone is trying to determine a specific outcome in that this machine must pay out 98% of all money it takes in, meaning for every dollar that comes in, 98 cents goes out, these hotspots and casinos know for a fact that slots can't pay out more than they take in. That means someone programmed them. That means that program, you can understand how how these slots work. You can program a random number generator? Uh, You can do it using static. But these have to have a predetermined outcome, which means they can't. Right, right.
4: They have to pay out less than they make.
1: Yes, which means it can't be random. It has to be algorithmic. And if that's the case, it's actually quite simple. Most slot machines operate on very, very similar algorithms because they have controlled payout. And if you know how to do that, you end up with. Vlogs back-to-back where I win four jackpots in 20 minutes in two days. Do
4: you have x-ray vision? You see no. that they're filled and you know that they're going to start paying it's, out? It's
1: You know, people think counting cards is a really complicated process and it's ridiculously simple. Mm. Literally simple. You're like a face card. One. You know, not a face card. I'll do nothing. It's like just Google it. You're oh, like, that's oh, easy. It's, it's super easy. And then when the count is high, it changes your strategy. They know when you're doing it, though. So in like Vegas, they get mad about it. I think in Atlantic City, you're allowed to do it and all it does is it increases your odds To slightly above uh, fifty percent, so you're you're working, but you might be making. I think they say like twenty to fifty bucks an hour. I mean, look, professional
3: professional sports gamblers, and these are people not in uh, decks of cards or on roulette tables or in places where there are a lot more. I mean, look, there's a lot of variables in sports gambling, but if you look at the way Vegas handicaps, they are within one point or so of their of their spread almost always. Right. But professional gamblers still only win about fifty five to fifty eight percent of their bets. And that's so, enough. Yeah, it's enough. Certainly so, enough, yeah.
1: Yeah, so so anyway, there was a story I saw a long time ago about a guy who solved um, lottery tickets, scratchers. Because a lot of the scratchers would have numbers on the front that you'd scratch off and reveal a symbol. And he said, if the if the outcome needs to be controlled, it cannot be random. Right. In which case, you can figure out the algorithm and know which number correlates with which symbol. He solved it. He then started looking at lottery tickets, and he could pick the winners and losers. Oh, my God. And then he, he filled an envelope with two envelopes. One said winners. One said losers. He was trying to tell the lottery commission. This is in Canada. And they were ignoring him because he's a crackpot with a conspiracy. Finally, they opened it up and found out he was right. The same is true for slot machines. They are programs. They are games. You, I, I it's, it's, it's. I, I'll tell you this. It is ridiculously easy to guarantee a jackpot on a slot machine. Uh,
4: how, I mean, are you, do you have a secret you don't want to give away? I don't advise giving away your secret. I'm online. not going to give it away. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, though. But I'll
1: tell you this. Um, we didn't fi- – uh, oh, man. I think it's – I, I uh, didn't even mention this because it's not in the in the uh, vlog. But when we were in West Virginia, Central West Virginia, I won three jackpots in one night.
3: Mm.
1: Uh, and jackpots there are a couple hundred bucks. Right. Then we went to the casino on uh, Sunday. Was it Sunday or was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday and i won a jackpot they actually gave me a tax form i have to pay taxes on the winning so like when i won the jackpot they're like okay gotta fill this out and then just the other day we went to uh, a pool hall where that i won two more jackpots Mm -hmm. i have the videos on my phone i could i'll put it up on instagram and i'm not kidding one two more jackpots i know exactly how these things work so um you gotta look deep you gotta understand how the system works How, how like like i said one of the only ways to get true random is through like background static it's not super easy to do. Mm. Yeah. We should read Super Jets. But now everyone's like, how does he do it? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking if <laughs> it's like, you look at the way That's they, like they
4: spun and the way they've, they've landed. You can mm. see that they've spun X amount of it's, times. you you're overthinking it. Yeah. You're overthinking That's it. how I
1: work. Yeah. So in, in the, in the span of, uh, man, it was, yeah, it was last Sunday. Wow. It was last Sunday. I went to the hotspot and won three, three jackpots. Then it was one week, less than a week later, I won another jackpot on a bigger machine. And then it was, Sunday, I won two more. So like within 7 days I won what is that seven jackpots? Well, I am
4: pumped to find out. How. I filmed all
1: of it too. We didn't put all of the jackpots in the in the in the vlog either. Too many jackpots. But I've got I've got two more I can put up on Instagram and show you. All right, let's see. Actually, I think I got three. Hmm, I don't know. I lost track. All right, all right. Born Stellar says, "Buddy, you are completely wrong. I'm a marine. 80% of us would never shoot an American." Sir, you're incorrect. I only got one word to say to prove that wrong. Antifa. If you saw a group of Antifa armed with handguns and ARs and they were running through the streets and firing,
3: well, yeah,
1: a lot of people, a cop would shoot them.
3: So what are you saying? You're you're saying if you oppose them ideologically, then you would shoot them?
1: I'm saying not necessarily that. I'm saying if you were deployed, you know... Uh, for whatever reason Mm -hmm. or uh, something like you're at a military base and then some chaos happens and then... So it's not that it's a violation of posse combatants or anything like that. Right. But if you saw a group that it doesn't matter who they were and they were armed and they were engaging in combat, you'd probably neutralize them. I mean,
3: yeah, I would do that right now as a civilian though. Exactly. That's not...
1: Well, so here's the here's but, the but issue. It's, di-
3: it's different when you're, uh, like you said, with posi comitatus, obviously, but just generally speaking, there's a different weight to that decision when you're wearing a uniform. What is so, posi
4: comitatus? Uh,
3: it means that uh, you can't use military as police, basically. Uh, they can't enforce domestic laws. Yeah. unless well,
1: in, uh, only uh, I think only in extreme circumstances. Can they be put like,
4: under the authority of a local police
1: station? Uh,
3: I not technically not. I don't think local police stations, but federal law enforcement. Yes, I think that, that's what a, the Sicario movie is about.
1: It's I think with the Insurrection Act, they they yeah. can. You need the insur- you need to invoke the Insurrection Act. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is, the question is, people assume when a commanding officer says shoot that American, they'd be like looking at this like granny waving a Trump flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. going to be like that. It's going to be a dude in a vest. And he's going, to have, he's going to have a weapon.
3: Well, here you are, though. We're having that conversation we were talking about earlier where we're talking about two different definitions of, of things, right? Well, so this, this Marine is probably talking about, I'm not going to march into a U.S. city and start rounding people up. And he's right. They wouldn't do that. I, I sincerely believe they wouldn't. I know these people, and I've been in that position. There's no way. But in a small armed conflict. Like, I disagree. Yeah, and a small armed conflict, for sure. If I they, think the police if, would be more likely to do that than military people. Mil- um, in,
1: in, in order for the military to ever get involved in any kind of conflict like, like that, it would have mm. to have gotten so bad, where it's mm. like there's bombings and cities are you know script to the point where they're like, Insurrection Act has been declared. And then the military is going to be told, look, we've got insurgent extremists. They're armed with pipe bombs, explosives. Right. We don't want to shoot them, but you need to protect yourself first and foremost when you when you're given that intelligence, do you question your commanding officer? Do you say you're wrong, you're lying? No, you trust them. No,
3: right? no, no, no. You don't trust your Ab- when, absolutely not. No, like so, I mean, I mean, I, I was taught and I taught my people to never just trust anything like that at face value. The more extreme, it's uh, what's what's uh, um, I can't remember how the phrase goes, but it's something. If 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 you're asserting something, that's uh, uh, the stronger your assertion is. The stronger your evidence must be, right? Something to that effect. And, and that is absolutely the case. Well, now that's not the case for everyone, obviously.
1: Right. So, so my, my, my question to that is, why did a bunch of, why did, why did a family get drones, get hit by a drone strike in Afghanistan?
3: Because that drone strike happened uh, from a, an Air Force base called Creech just north of Las Vegas, right? In, in yeah. North Las Vegas, actually. It happened 8,000 miles away from that location. And to the operator, the drone operator, that's just a, a little, it's, it's tops of heads. That's that's why.
1: So the issue, I suppose, is what you see. What, what's the,
3: the, the what's that movie or it's a TV series? Um, I think it's the second season of uh, Jack Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's the first season of Jack Ryan, the new series that was on Amazon Prime.
4: The dude from the Office,
3: yeah, where the the drone operator uh, kills the wrong person or something like that, or they get they had bad intel, and it's part of the the, the story. Um, I, I would imagine. That that's, that's probably a difficult thing to do. I don't know if I could be a drone operator. Oh, that would be so hard. It's a lot easier to walk up to somebody, see that they're a threat, and then put a bullet in their brain than it is to drop a bomb on somebody and not know by the time the bomb hits the ground, are, are they going to be standing there or is it somebody's kid? Like that Anwar al laki the first time we tried mm-hmm. to kill him, we killed his kid, mm-hmm. right?
1: No, 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 no. That was – we were going after – he was already dead. Uh, Abdurrahman was killed after, I'm pretty sure, after Anwar, and he was in Yemen at a – No, Anwar's route.
3: child the, fir- the, the first time we tried to kill him, well, I don't know, maybe it wasn't his child, but children died the first right. time we, we did it. Yeah, Abdul
1: Rahman was killed, I think, after the fact, mm. and Obama claimed that they were trying to target a different you know, al-Qaeda terrorist, right. and it was an accident. They blew up a civilian restaurant. Yeah. yeah.
3: It well, was, it was somebody's wedding, I believe. The first, no, it was a The civilian,
1: first strike, right? Oh, the first strike. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if it's yeah. like if we didn't
4: have this uh, Patriot Act, thing where we can say anyone's a terrorist at any time and then we can drone strike them at mm-hmm. any time that we that the government or the people in power feel like they wouldn't have enough power if they didn't have that ability that they would be destroyed
1: well let's 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 agree to disagree for the most part but I would say I think if there was a group of antifa flying antifa flags and they were armed and they were shooting mm.
3: I would I mean look, a lot of people would shoot them to be honest right now I would do that so
1: like if they were shooting at people you'd stop them
3: yeah if I saw anybody conducting a shooting like that and they weren't clearly uniformed which is to say i know that they're doing that on for some reason or, uh, that would that would make me hesitate and ask why they're doing it but if if i just saw that happening i would smoke that person
1: so i think it's i pocket, think it's fair right? to say like when someone just abruptly is like i would never shoot an american it's like no yeah you would you
3: right know. americans yeah. get
1: shot by other americans all the time right right, right. all right the one free man says, "Read Ordinary Men, mm-hmm. a book of how a book of how normal men become cold-blooded murderers in Poland during mm-hmm. World War II." Don't think you would never do horrible things. Yep. Instead, think what it would take for you to do horrible things. Uh, one third were Nazi informants in World War II. Wow, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, like at what point is do I stand up to tyranny? And it's like, honestly, I think you're you, you're peaceful. Obviously, there's, there's a threshold, right? If we got to the point of actual death camps and like, you know, Gestapo type police being children in the you're street. You're in a hot war at that point. Right, exactly, right? Yeah. exactly. Everybody like, knows what the rules are.
3: But yeah. like with the it, it's I've actually found it pretty interesting to hear the whole Rittenhouse debate play out over the last two years or so. Because people even on the right have different opinions about stuff. Um the left obviously outright condemns it because they disagree with him politically, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what their basis is. I mean, apparently getting uh despite what the law says about having a, a blunt object swung at your head and your ability to defend yourself when that happens or somebody trying to shoot you with a Glock. Uh, but maybe the circumstance that brought him there, I think he's a really interesting case because this is a kid who was, by and large, there to do the right thing. He was trying to clean up, put out fires. He yeah. was there to do the right thing. And then stuff went a little wild. Maybe he was a little out of his depth. But I don't think anything... He, I, it's, it's a, it, it is very upsetting to me that he got charged with murder in the first place. And if he gets convicted of this, th- that would that would be one of the biggest miscarriages of justice I think in modern history. I think it'll happen. It, really? It, it in may. Oh, definitely. It definitely. may. There's a lot of activists in the DAs these days. That's I mean, the who problem.
1: Knows. Well, yeah. it's not that. I mean, when when Chauvin's trial can be surrounded by yeah, right. fences and men with machine guns because there's active rioting in the city, and then they're like, "We will not change location." And he didn't get
3: a mistrial for that. Right. How do you? If if that's not a mistrial, then mm. one doesn't exist.
1: And so it was a really great point. I think it was Will Chamberlain said this, and if it wasn't, I forgive whoever did, that when the judge said everyone in the state knows what happened, who this guy is, so there's no other venue in which we could have a more fair trial. Mm. At that point, you say charges dropped, have a nice day. Yep. If you cannot have a fair trial, you, you, you're you free to go. Right. I mean, what, Not what, the are the, other way around. what
3: are the chances that Rittenhouse is going to get anything approaching a fair trial, despite the no. fact that a pedophile armed with a weapon he wasn't supposed to have tried to shoot him? And that guy well, no, lost that guy place.
1: tried taking his gun from him.
3: Well, one guy had a Glock, right? Oh, that was the that, guy... That,
1: yeah, the guy who... The guy, the, so, oh, okay, uh,
3: the first guy was the pedophile then.
1: Rittenhouse was being chased by the pedo guy. Yeah, yeah. And then some other guy fired at Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. who then heard the shot, turned around, and when he did, I think his name was Rosenbaum, reached yeah, yeah. for the gun and missed, and then Kyle fired and fired and fired.
3: Okay, well, look, if I'm carrying a weapon and you are a much larger person, there have been there's case law on this with women, by the way. The where, guy was smaller than him. Where... Uh, well, it doesn't matter. He's, a, yeah. he's an adult. He was he's a 17 year old kid, right. yeah. So they're, they're, there's a case law of this where women have pulled out weapons to defend themselves. The man tried to take it away, and he was unarmed, but she shot him. Perfectly fine to do that, by the way. If you're, It's political. The, 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 the presumption is if I have a weapon and you're trying to take it from me, you're going to take it from me and use it on me, right? Yeah, you're not taking it on me to disarm me and then go home after you've been violently chasing me down the street. The, so he was right to shoot that guy. was right to shoot both. I, I,
1: and then he was chased? and he was trying to get to the cops and the and guy was him. trying to
3: hit him with a with a skateboard in the back yeah. of the head he shot that guy and then the other guy got his bicycle Well no, no, no. He... The, the
1: the so what happened was he got shoved to the ground right and then the guy with the skateboard tried grabbing the gun mm. and when he reached for the gun and missed Rittenhouse fired up and went into his heart mm. the other guy then approached with his Glock right and went to grab the gun and then Rittenhouse pointed at him the guy backed up and put his hands up and then he lunged again, and Rittenhouse shot him, and it blew off his bicep.
3: So it sounds like the kid's a lot better at fighting than these other turrets. And that
1: guy right? with the gun later said... Uh, it's been a long time since we reported this, so fact check me this one. I may be wrong, but i The I'm, bicep guy, you mean? The bicep guy. I'm pretty sure he mm. said, I should have just, you know, yeah, wiped I him out. Yeah,
0: I remember him saying that. Mm.
1: Yeah. I should like have that. just what? Wiped like, him? I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, I should have just unloaded should've into him. him, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, look, the,
3: if you're on if you're on your heels well i mean he's literally on his back firing the weapon at that point you have no right to walk up and just start shooting the kid am i am i off on that like i i feel like the the how he was there in the first place there might be some questions about for his mother like why is your 17 year old that's that's a personal in the middle yeah exactly i have that has nothing to do with me and you can't just because somebody ended up in a situation because of whatever, all that's in the past. Who cares? What happened once people started taking responsibility for their own actions, right? You saw what happened. Like, these, these are criminals. The mm-hmm. guy, one guy was a pedophile. The other guy that had the Glock was a felon. He shouldn't have had the gun in the yep. first place, right? So mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? I never understood why there was such a debate over this. He's, just, he's become an effigy for this political fight. If,
1: if, uh, I've made some crazy bets. I've dropped a bunch of money down on, on roulette, roulette wheel to see what would happen. And uh sometimes I lose, sometimes you win, you know? Mm. Uh I've put a bunch of crazy money in slot machines and tend to win. If I had to make a bet right now, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed victory, like I'd put a hundred bucks down and win a hundred bucks and be like, I did it. I'd be willing to bet that uh, uh he gets life. I think I would if if I was like on a roulette wheel and I was trying to figure out like what's a good odds mm. for winning, I'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, life in prison. What if you didn't
4: have to make a bet? on this would what do you you? Mean? you said if i have to make a bet i would bet that life in prison but if my, you didn't have to make my a bet, point is I would think you it's make like a 60
1: a chance he gets a life. so in if you had to
4: make a bet would you or if you didn't have to make a bet would you is my point like yes that's my you point. think it's actually that that good of odds that you would risk yes on wow i don't know that's man. my point i don't know because i, I agree
1: this is like bro they had machine they guns and down. barricades outside of the chauvin trial and they had and riots still, in the city and I, the jurors said yeah. i was scared of retaliation it was like a
3: it was like a hockey game. They're like banging on the glass. Like, oh, are you kidding me?
1: How how was that? Dude, well, I mean, but what two the or three? hours of Kenosha are going to cry and beg Antifa to spare them? Oh yeah.
3: Two or three months before that, though, uh, a federal courthouse is getting attacked. A, a police station gets burned to the ground, and what happens? Nothing. Literally, Antifa set up an autonomous zone. They took over by yep. force an area of a, a major U.S. city for a month. And how many people have been arrested because of that? I don't know. I mean, Nadler refused to admit that Antifa mm-hmm. even existed. Are you kidding me? Yeah. How do you fight an enemy that no one will agree even exists?
4: That's that's something that we're going to have to figure I don't think out anyone in soon. politics mentioned Antifa until that political debate with Donald Trump and, right, Trump yeah, and yeah. Joe mm-hmm. Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, that's
3: one thing uh, Trump definitely always got right. He never let anybody slip by. Yeah. Like, if there was something to be said, if there was an elephant in the room, he's like, hey, elephant. <laughs> elephant. Oh, yeah,
0: Antifa. Uh,
1: yeah. Trump yeah. did talk about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, All mm-hmm. right, let's see. People are talking about rabies vaccines. Oh, yeah. Rose M says, nah, bro, I've had the rabies vaccine series. It's only three shots yeah. over about a month. Not bad. They hurt less than flu shots. Oh, cool. I wonder that yeah, so if that's like an yeah. updated version. I'm pretty version. sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it used to be way worse, and they've been improving on it. Yeah. Yes
0: smart audience
1: the licensed guru says love how happy ian is today good vibes from everyone All Right. right yeah. i've
3: actually i watched some of the the live chat going through it's funny how much people roast you it's awesome <laughs> it's it's really i love i really enjoy when people uh do that if i i it upsets me sometimes when my friends get attacked i don't know what that is about me but uh when people come after me As long as it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, that makes my sometimes I'll just sit there. You remember the mean tweets thing? That used to be a thing on late night television.
4: Yeah, where people had fun
3: reading mean tweets about themselves. Now you get banned. I have so much love for you typing these things.
0: Thank you. Keep it. (laughs) coming. The tactician (laughs)
1: musician says nothing irritates me more than the president of the U.S. saying it's not about freedom. It's about safety. America is freedom. How many people risk life for freedom in the wars? How many people are risking life right now traveling through Mexico? And how many people list, uh, how many people are taking risks by just like walking through the forest when there could be a big cat or a bear or something? You choose to take those risks. That's on you. Mm. <coughs> Alright, um, Burad is challenging me and I think I might fail. Dude, she sells seashells by the seashore. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Mm. Nailed it. Nice work, dude. Nice. <clears throat> <laughs> You practiced that when you were a kid. Some wingnut <laughs> says, "What are your feelings on Joe Rogan being able to perform in New York City without being vaxed?" Uh, is Joe he's doing the Madison Square Garden? Really?
3: So he's 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 gonna. I guess he's he's certainly not vaccinated. Um,
1: I don't know if he's ever said whether he was this, or wasn't. This it was reported that he wasn't.
3: He's he said that he wasn't. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. uh, but so not only Madison Square Garden has its own rule about vaccination, but now New York City's has gone into effect as well, right? So but
1: he's uh, performers are exempted.
3: I mean, it was like uh, Chappelle used to talk about that a lot with the cigarette thing. He could smoke on stage, but you couldn't yep. because mm-hmm. it was a part of his performance. Maybe, I gotta say, if uh, maybe we should just all become stand-up comedians. Yeah. Well, this
1: is this is this is a big one. If uh, I know Joe, I, I talk to Joe every so often. I have mad respect for the guy, but I do have to point this out. If Joe is going to go on his show and you know, be critical of vaccines uh, to whatever extent. And he's going to, um, you know, be talking with like Brett Weinstein and talking about these things if he's going to oppose mandatory vaccinations, but then create a circumstance as a performer in New York, which would result in thousands of people who want to see him getting vaccinated or at least upholding the mandate system. Right. I got to say that's a that's that's a. I don't know. Is that hypocritical?
3: He's yeah, a little bit. I, I, mean, I think he's, he's got to criticize it. And maybe I bet if you put it to him that way, he would probably agree with it, though. To be honest, he, he probably just hasn't considered that yet because he, there is some responsibility when you get uh, when you have an audience and weight like that. He's gonna he will make Madison Square Garden probably three to five million dollars just in ticket sales that night, and then you can add about one multiply that times one point six or so for all the concessions.
1: It's basically standing in line to defend the vaccine mandate.
3: Essentially, yeah. but the So I've had a number of friends who are performers uh, of varying degrees of celebrity say, I'm not going to perform there because they have a vaccine mandate. I don't know, I'm not going to subject my fans to that. But I've seen uh, people, not n- none that I know, but people from the other side do the same thing, say, I'm not going to a place that doesn't require vaccination, right?
1: You know, this challenge is a lot of money, you know, but I guess I would look at it this way. What does Joe do with his money? In a way that benefits freedom and challenges the things that he opposes. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, he he probably donates. He's starting a comedy club. I know that. Maybe he donates. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to accuse him of not doing or doing anything. I'm just saying here's the factors. If they pay him, if he gets, if he ends up getting paid millions of dollars, and then he says, "I'm going to take this money and I'm going to put it into legal work to Mm. sue the hell out of New York City to end this," I'd be like, "Dude, it would be now taking the money from the system to throw it back in their faces." If he just says, well, you know what? People can do whatever they want. I think vaccine mandates are bad. But if they want to get vaccinated, it's on them. I'll do the show. Then you're propping up the system you claim to oppose. So I guess the the ultimate issue is uh, here. I don't know if he's doing the show. I don't know what's going on with it. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they're
4: selling tickets October 2nd, 2021, Madison Square Garden. If you go to the Ticketmaster page, it pops up a COVID health check required. In order to attend the event, all guests age twelve and older must provide proof of COVID. Speaking of that, That's when is has no. there? Has if it there, were
1: me, I would say event canceled. Yeah, or I'd I would. move. That's I'd move what Jim it. Brewer's doing. Yeah, I'd brew yeah, I'd that, move yeah. it.
3: I would just move it. They, Brewer canceled. I wonder if there's going to be anybody. Uh, when's the first federal lawsuit going to come in the form of the same one from the uh, George Mason University professor that said that his natural immunity should take the place of a vaccine? Right. What if, if he he won that case in federal court? Yeah. By the way,
1: what if your doctor says you can't get the vaccine? Right. And then I mean, New York says there's no exemption, too bad.
3: If, if your doctor says you can't get the vaccine, then they can't not exempt you because the ADA prevents them from doing that. But they're doing it anyway. Right. So I called 25 yeah, restaurants. Yeah, 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 you know? for sure. So, I mean, that's, that kind of uh, begs the question, why do, why do we have gun laws mm-hmm. if, they don't actually, if, if words on paper don't actually stop anything? If it doesn't stop the government from telling me what I can and can't do, where I can and can't go then what is the point of any of that stuff
4: exactly so Question. many people are feeling that right now right. what is the point but
3: that's a good thing though i think it's a good thing for people to realize that the system they're in isn't what they thought it was that these words on paper mean nothing i phil jackson used to say that you're only a success in the moment that you perform a successful act hmm. that's a very <laughs> very good quote and i would i would add to that you're only kind in the moment that you perform a kind act you're only a patriot in the in the moment you perform a patriotic act because it puts the onus back on you to not just say things, not just read words on paper, but to live that life.
1: You know, I think it was Breitbart who said, politics is downstream from culture. Yep. I right. think there's a better way to say it. Politics is a relevant fight for culture. Mm. Because in New York City, you have. Uh, I called one of the restaurants, you know, I called a bunch of the restaurants, and one of them I asked him, you know, would you, you know, hey, we, you know, if I came in, would you deny my friend access because they can't get the vaccine? The doctor won't let them. Right. And they said, yes, they can't come in. And then I said, you, though, you can, you can eat outside. I'm like, well, we don't want to eat outside. That's like segregation. It's like discriminatory. Like the doctor's not allowing my friend to get the vaccine. And they said, I'm sorry. That's the, those are the rules. We're just following with the, you know, the, the mayor's dis- uh, orders. And then I said, well, this violates the Americans with Disabilities Act and New York City human rights law about dis- discriminating based on the, on the basis of medical conditions. Right. And then someone else picked up the phone and went bye. And then like,
4: <laughs> he was like, funny. it's Project Veritas. Hang it up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so the, so, so. You know, that's why I say, like, people seem to think that they're so, oh, I would always stand up and I would. Dude, the people of New York City have buckled in two seconds. And all of your precious laws, you've got New York City, you've got New York State and federal anti-discrimination laws gone. Why? Because the fascists of New York are willing to drop to their knee to gag on boot the moment de Blasio says so. And so long as the people are going to grovel before De Blasio, your paper means nothing. You'll right. stand there being like, "But I have a constitution saying," and he's going to be like, "Look at all of my subjects around me." Mm. You could totally. And then he'll look, say, "Subjects rise, beat him," and they'll say, "Yes, master." Th- yeah, this that, could-
3: that constitution is only as strong as the fist and gun behind it. Right? Mm. Yeah, that's why the Second Amendment ex- exists. This, it, w- it wasn't to protect us from a foreign army. Does, right. Do people still believe
1: that nonsense? It, it partially. I mean, I think it was uh, – so the reason they – the original Second Amendment was actually – I think mm. it was the Fourth, mm. and it was long. Right. And it said regardless of whether or not you're – it, it had a provision that said regardless of military service, you are entitled right. to keep and bear arms. They yeah. removed it because they were worried it would be used as an argument to stop conscription. Right. So yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, the purpose of the Second Amendment was foreign and domestic. That – internally terrorism, tyranny, or externally war, an armed population keeps it safe. This
4: COVID could be the shock to the system that inoculates us against this stupid creep of totalitarianism because our rights are not set in stone. They only exist when we enforce them by enacting them.
1: Look at Australia, bro. Look at
4: it. That could be us, He's and there. it's not right now, and it won't be if we choose it not to be. Well,
1: we're heading that direction.
4: Well, I, I mean, that's a dangerous thing to say because you can't speak for everyone like that.
1: We will see how it goes, but we're going to have a members-only segment coming up on TimCast.com, so become a member. Go to timcast.crimes TimCast.com. Subscribe. Make sure you like the video right now. Like this podcast. Share it with your friends. Subscribe to this channel. And uh, you can follow us at Timcast IRL basically everywhere or somewhere, some places like Timcast underscore IRL. You can follow me personally and watch me engage in shenanigans at Timcast. And I'll post those videos of me winning the jackpots to back up my claims that, yes, I win them all the time uh, at Timcast on Instagram and other places. I'm going to find wanna,
3: out where you're doing it, and I'm going to just wait outside and rob you every time you win the jackpot.
1: <laughs> a well, I mean, it's a couple there. hundred bucks. Like, you're you know? going
3: to the hotspots, and I, you're my hotspot. I'm just going to follow you around and rob mm, you every time. Perfect. I need a different series of masks. Maybe you can help me with that. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's West Virginia. <laughs> In West Virginia, I ain't worried about
1: it. Yeah, that's constitutional true. Yeah. Constitutional. Yeah, carry. Every, yeah,
3: well, Texas just passed that, too, finally. Yes. right. You can walk time.
1: around West Virginia with, like, a Barrett M82. I don't know why you'd want to. It's very heavy. Yeah, it's bulky. It's bulky, yeah. Did you want to shout anything out?
3: Uh yeah, you can just follow me on Instagram at uh Dan at Dana Holloway. I do a lot of weird stuff over there. Gets a lot of uh, a lot of my posts get deleted for Yo. various reasons. Oh, nice.
4: Right on. Yeah. Thanks for coming everyone. Great to see you, man. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. Thanks guys. Good to see you again. Ian Crossland, follow me at iancrossland.net uh, or anywhere at iancrossland uh exists.
0: <laughs> and I was going to say, I'm surprised Dan didn't shout out his podcast, which is Drinking Bros. Well, it's on my hat I, Okay, Yeah, time, yeah, okay, right? yes. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's a out. podcast. I've been yeah. listening to it. I've been really enjoying it. And I've been talking about Afghanistan. I also
3: want to shout out shout out the quartering. He's in here. Do you know that guy? No, oh, of course. Yeah, Jeremy's cool, uh He gave me some heat uh, one time for some stupid things I said, and they were definitely stupid. We can get to oh. that on the uh, members-only part. Yeah, Jeremy's cool, dude. As yeah, we I were
4: sitting here, I was like, I feel like you have the cadence of Jeremy. And that went through my head a couple times during the show. We both have beards
3: so maybe that's, <laughs> that's a, probably it, yeah. it like weighs your face down a certain amount. I don't know. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know. Right on. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah, And you guys should follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids because I want more followers than Sour Patch Kids. That's all I want. That's all I want.
1: <laughs> we will see you all at TimCast.com for the member segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye guys.